episode 16? Somewhere right in there. Yeah, it's 16. Episode 16 of the Gold Card Podcast. I am Vince Kaladi Achilati LOL. With me tonight, as always, well, mostly always, is John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler R. Sama. Hi, I'm on time. <laughs> yeah, for real. This is crazy. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately not with us tonight is Chris Chung at Prime Time, but he did leave his picks for us. So we will at least be able to talk those over. We'll at least be able to put his pictures on stream. Dude, yeah. Chris, like, <laughs> knows so many different languages. That's why he gets all the girls. Is that what's... <laughs> I saw him talk to Shox on Twitter in I her language. I saw that. I saw I'm that. like, I are like, you kidding is... me? So what a god. I was what jealous. a legend, man. I was jealous. All right. So good, so good. All right, so we didn't really have, like, a big picture topic lined up for this week. And all of us kind of had, like, crazy days today. And we kind of had to throw this together. So... We're just going to go right into the picks this week and talk, you know, recap last week as we're going through the picks, like basically when we get to each team, and we'll do it that way. Uh, cut down on time, and again, we didn't plan a bigger picture topic for this week, so we'll try to have something for you guys next week. So, oh, we did write this. Chris, <laughs> Chris left the topic idea for us, which was that I was right on KT Kings and Africa. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. I don't know, there's not much else to say there, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the games because the first game we have this week in the LCK on Friday morning is KT Rolster plus one seventeen against Damwon at minus one fifty six. The Damwon minus one point five is at plus one sixty nine. Gotta love Damwon, I right? Damwon here. I, I this almost feels we were talking a little bit about this like right before we started recording that one of these times KT is just going to look awesome. It's just one of the, one of these times it'll happen. I, I don't know where it will be. Like, I have no idea. I'm like pretty confident in Damwon here. Yeah. I, I really like Damwon in this spot. They're, I'm on the, Damwon they're just, well. the, uh, they have not adjusted on the fact that KT just hasn't been as good as we were hoping they were going to be this season. Yeah. And the books just haven't adjusted on that yet. They're still getting odds as if they're like a very good team and they really just haven't performed that way. Yeah, it's so bizarre too, because Coming into the season, it, it, normally the books don't price things with like expectat like season expectations in line. Like normally that like the first week is when we like kill everything because you know we have a read on what we think the teams will be, and usually the the books are just based on you know the money that's coming in and you know whatever algorithm spat out from last season and whatever variance they want to input on it. Right, so you usually get like really, really good value on teams that are underpriced or overpriced, right? Now, sometimes you're dead wrong, like we were with 100 Thieves or with KT Rolster, but as long as you adjust quickly, there's still, like, another week or so where you can you can collect the value from it. And I think we're kind of getting that right here with KT. Like, Damwon, Damwon's been... I think Damwon... The only thing Damwon's done wrong is, like, play against really, really good teams. Like, they've had a really... they played against Griffin and Genji, who looked actually really, really good, right? And... You know wh- whether you like Gen G or not, I think you, they're like a they're a good they're a good team. They're not a bad team. I think they're they're clearly better than Hanwha and Jinair. I can't stand the way they play, but they are like clearly better to me. And they're in that pack of like the you know three through eight in the LCK where I think everyone's pretty much it's a crapshoot for who's going to end up you know being good. Now that's assuming certain things like SK Telecom getting it together, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but. Really, the LCK is kind of up for grabs right now. It's crazy because you have, like, good teams slumping. I say slumping. I, I, I still think it's just rust. But And then, like, everybody else has good and bad about their play. So, I'm, I'm it's really – the LCK is actually pretty hyped so far. 
I think a yeah, part of that, I think, is last split, I thought the LCK was a very weak region in general. Like, I thought a lot of the teams we expected to do well were just playing very badly, like Afrika is a good example. Um, and then this season, it feels like they got it together and the LCK has just become more competitive again. Like, SKT, I still think, is a very good team. Griffin, yeah, I still think, is a very good team. They're just actually having opponents that can do stuff now, so every game's not like a free walkover exactly. for them. Exactly. They can actually lose now. Yeah, and I think, like, in in particular, we're also seeing, like, Spike performance. Like, Afrika and King's... I thought Kingzone would be fine. Like, I... I So, we we can talk about Nahoon, because I, I wrote about this a little bit today. Where are, where are all the Nahoon haters at now? I want to know. Yeah, very good they, season yeah, so far for Yeah, Nahoon. everyone kind of scurried back into their cave. No one's talking about him anymore, right? This is why you can't always just assume the sub's going to be worse. I said this about WE this morning, too. I mean, now that didn't pan out, but... <clears throat> You, you can't just assume – unless it's, like, a brand-new player. Sometimes that doesn't work out, but king – of, King of the side rant here Go related ahead. to what you're talking about. But I was having a really long conversation with a guy I have a lot of respect for in the, in the esports betting community. And what we were basically talking about is we're at a weird point in League of Legends right now, I think. A lot of the guys who are established names that you know have been around for, like, four years, three years, you know, like quite a while. The game was a lot worse back then. And when they came up and they were training to get up into the pro leagues, it wasn't as hard as it is now. And so sometimes, I think right now especially, I think a lot of the guys in the lower-level leagues are actually better than the guys in the high-level leagues because the guy in the high-level leagues got there earlier in their career. They made a name for themselves, and now teams want to pick them up just because – and I don't think this is true of Nahoon and Pawn. I'm just saying a lot of the guys that are up there, like uh, the perfect example is HeQ. He got up there before it was that hard to get up there, and he stayed up there because teams keep picking him up because they're like, oh, HeQ, he's been around a long time. He's been in the LEC. He'll be good. And a lot of the guys in the lower-level leagues had to come up through much tougher competition, and mm-hmm. these these other guys have just been floating at the top for so long that they a lot of them are not as good as the guys below them. So I think when we st- we've started seeing a lot of the like LDL teams and Challengers Korea teams come up and start stomping the teams that were already up there, and I think part of that is because the guys who are making it to the top now are a lot better than the guys that made it to the top three years ago. So if they haven't continued to progress, they just did what they could to get into the LCK and then stood there, then they're going to get passed by by these young guys for sure. Well, I, th- I think one of the, the – it's the classic like name brand value argument, right? You see in traditional yep. sports too where it's – you drafted a kid – like you drafted a guy in like the second round or something and he had like a good mini – I'm thinking like football and he has like a good mini camp or something, but – you're marching out some, you know, journeyman receiver who's like Hiku. Uh, so we'll tie this to Hiku. Hiku. I don't think Hiku's a bad player. He's fine. He's serviceable, right? And to, teams find comfort in that, but comfort is the enemy of like you know real like, success. True improvement. Yeah. It's the enemy of success, right? Where it's like, especially like if it's a good team and like say they lose a player to injury, that's where it makes sense to just go get a veteran. So he doesn't have to learn the ropes. He already knows it. You just need a guy that you can plug and play. That's where veteran players are good. Now, maybe that was the case with EQ. Was that they maybe they were like negotiating a contract with someone and it didn't work out, and like last minute they had to fire and get EQ or something, right? That's certainly a possibility. But I do agree with you that like the name brand value that a lot of these guys have. Uh, and I'm not I'm not going to point to Prey, but Prey is going to be the obvious example that everyone tries to point to right now. I'm not judging him just based on this because I think KT's got bigger problems than just him. But, well, think about it in think about it in another sport too. Like in basketball, imagine if in basketball 
the top five picks in the draft every year were being put on the bench for guys that were like middle of the road, you know, guys that have been around for 10 years and have never really been that good. They're all, they've always just been mediocre, you know, like that doesn't happen in basketball. Like people recognize that the top guys from the lower league are going to be better than the guy, like mediocre guys from the main league. But for some reason in league, I feel like we still have this, like thing wrong where we think that if they're in the LCS, they're automatically better than anybody that's not in the LCS. But it's pretty clear in other sports that the best guys coming out of the next lower league are better than the average guy for the most part in the top league. I think it should come because of other sports. Uh, Athleticism plays a factor into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think it's the exact same thing in league. Is well, it's just like it's like reflexes and instincts is basically the athleticism in each sports, right? Where where, yeah. And just, like, training. Like, they're capable of just putting more hours in than a lot of people. Like, if you've been doing – a lot of people don't understand, too. We've talked about, like, injuries before, too. But, like, if you've been putting, you know, 12, 14 hours a day, even less than that. If you put, like, eight hours a day like a lot of these guys do uh, just because they can't put more than that. If you put in that many hours a day over the course of, like, six, seven, eight years, like some of these guys have been doing, it wears on you. Like, oh, it, it definitely, definitely wears on you. And, like, you – it's not just that, but you're not retaining as much either. Uh, like when you when you put that many hours into something, your brain can only retain so much of it, unless you're like some kind of crazy superhuman, like Froggen, right? Where, <laughs> where Froggen can play like you know fifteen bajillion hours and still retain shit. But it, I do I do think the the whole like name brand like name brand value argument like there's a certain point like th- I think there is a certain degree of okay this this is a surefire thing like we know this person can play and they're it's it's safe it's like a safety blanket right and a lot of these teams like that. I think what KT did in their situation, because just to bring it back to this, like I think what KT did with Prey, it was the right thing. I was excited about it. I thought this team was going to be good. But when we were talking about them going into the season, a lot of what we were baking into our our projection wasn't just the addition of Prey, like cut, like you know, cut and paste the eighty carry in, right? Because that's not that's never how it works, right? Yeah, no, it never gets. But like we were baking in the fact that they they couldn't possibly stay that bad at closing games out because that's been their problem. Yeah, like they're they're hanging and playing fine in lanes. That's not the issue. The issue is lack of communication, especially in the bottom lane. Because I don't, and maybe that's just because they're new. They've only been playing a few weeks together. I can get that, but the team itself still has just no idea what to do with the lead. Just no clue. And that was like, I, I feel like they punted like half the leads they had last season. That's like unacceptable. And Jenner is doing the same thing, which is why I think Jenner is just going to stay bad forever. Because to me, that's like a coaching issue. Anyway, we've digressed on that a little bit. We, we all like Damwon here, right? Yep, we love Damwon. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be fairly moderate on those, assuming I can go. Um, second game on Friday is Griffin minus five twenty six at Hamwa Life plus three thirty three. Griffin minus one point five at minus one forty nine. This is a slam dunk for me. You betting the uh, the minus one point five? Yeah, the minus one point five. The Griffin spread yeah. is a slam dunk. Minus one forty nine. Hanwa's bad. I'm completely willing to bet the minus 1.5 in the LCK. I really stay away from the minus 1.5 in the LPL yeah. in particular. But uh, in the LCK, I'm willing to bet it. I think I'll probably end up betting this. I do hate minus 1.5s that are still minus odds. Yeah. But, but this is this is a pretty, yeah. Like, I, here's the thing. Like, I know people are going to overreact because Griffin lost this morning. But, like, I, I can't state this enough. Don't overreact. Like, there's certain things you should overreact, like, you should react to. Never overreact to, like, something like this. Like, 
No one's going to sit here and say SK Telecom's a bad team because they have losses already, right? Griffin are basically 500, like, in games. But Griffin are still an elite team. Like, watch this team play. The only the only games they're losing are when the other team has an unbelievable game. And they've yeah. played against some really, really good opponents so far. So, Hamwell Life's going to be a cruise for them. It's going to be the easiest thing they face so far. I do like that they're playing playing Lava again. And they look like they're... Tr- I do like, like that a lot. I, the one thing I will give Hanwha is that they have the right idea. They just aren't executing at all. Unlike Jin Air, who... Well, we'll talk about Jin Air because they're coming up soon. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, unlike KT and Jin Air, right? Where Hanwha at least have the right idea, so I'll give them some respect there. But Gr- Griffin's two, two and a half tiers, three tiers better than this team. Yeah. And we're getting, like, not minus 200. Like, this line should probably be, like, 1,000, right? The straight line, yeah, yeah probably like minus seven hundred, minus a thousand. So we're getting some value here in the two zero, and I, I, I'm confident we're going to two zero this because outside of this weird fascination they have with Sona, I yeah, think, uh, a little weird, but okay. Yeah, outside of that, like I, they're just too good. They're so, I've like never been more impressed by a team like than watching all of Griffin's games this season. Like even their losses, they're just like, <laughs> they're so good. This team is so good. Yeah, I saw you on Twitter this morning. I was kind of gushing, gushing. About it, but for re- <laughs> no, for real. Like, watch these great, games. They, they, They're great. They win. They win every lane. It's insane. They'll win counter matchups. They'll win. it doesn't without jungle help too. They just completely win. It's insane. I don't know how they do it. Like they found like the perfect laners. I guess I don't know. Um, Saturday we have Afrika plus one seventy four and King Zone minus two thirty eight. The King Zone minus one point five is at plus one twenty. And I'll say the Afrika plus 1.5 at minus 164 because I think that's relevant here. This is, is going to be an awesome game. It's going to be sweet. I do think Kingzone is due for a little regression. I think they're going to be very good, but I don't think they're – like, they're being priced right now like they're the best team in the LCK. They're a favorite over SKT on Bovada t- uh, tonight. Yeah, They're being priced like they're the best team in the LCK. Yeah. And I don't think – I think they're very good, but I don't think they're the best team in the LCK. So I mean, they some... do look like the best team in the LCK right now. To be fair, they like they 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 look that way. It's just, you know, yeah. And, I think and they've beaten some good teams. Regression. It's not, but yeah, I agree. Like they're not going to go undefeated. Yeah, I think I they're due for a little bit of aggression here. They did win what like twelve? Best I don't. Threes yeah, I don't. I, they are due. I just don't think this. For me, I don't think this is a spot. I mean, I freaking did. I mean, it looks really good. And props to Vince for that. But I had Kingzone really high. I think I had him second going into the season. But I just think that right now they're just riding the wave, and I think they're just. It's good. Every lane is really good yeah, right now. They're, so they're really, really good. I think they're. I don't Afrika, think they're going to win two zero, but Afrika know, has looked equally impressive this season so far, though. And having them at plus one seventy four against anybody makes me want to take them. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, obviously we're all coming off the high from smashing the Afrika money line this morning, <laughs> but like Dude. they're a good team. They're a, this is what we've been no, saying. We've been saying this is a good team, right? And King's owner also a good team. And I think the reason this matchup is so fascinating is because both these teams are playing at a ridiculous level right now. And they're the two Korean teams that are willing to play, like, fast games. Yeah. Like, it's not that I have – I think there's a problem with playing the other way, especially in this region where, like, that's probably optimal a lot of the time, right? But these two teams are pushing the tempo. They're trying to take advantage of things. And this, that, that's not something we thought Kingzone was going to do. No, I agree like, there. Afrika, that's what we thought Afrika was going to do. Like and the reason we're so high on Afrika was because going into last season we were like, okay, this team's solo lanes, you, they could just abuse people. Yep. Right. And all and they're going to have to right do now. is camp bottom. And it's going to be fine. I really, honestly hope that Afrika last like in during spring 
was literally saying, let's not worry about spring. Let's figure out the right lineup for summer. Because yeah. they were switching so much stuff around, trying everybody at support, trying everybody Dredge at jungle. Yeah. yeah, they were everywhere. I really like. hope that they literally came into the boardroom and were just like, look, don't worry about spring. Let's figure out who does the best what, and we're going to come in and stomp summer. I hope that's really what the plan was. And they didn't just luck into this Dredge lineup. looks out of his mind good right now. But yes, like, he does. Well, Afrika is another one where, like, they're just winning lanes right now, even when they have no business doing that. They're yeah. they're playing they're playing like a near perfect priority game. Like even their, like when they played Griffin, I was like, holy shit! When they when they like played outplayed Griffin early and just ran them over in that second game, I was like, holy shit! This team's real. Because, <laughs> yep. like, because Griffin don't get run over by anybody. <laughs> yep. Right. Like it happens like twice a season, like two games a season. The last time it happened was the the finals, the SKT finals. Like, like game three, they just got ran over. The other time it happened was that Afrika game two. So I was like, oh, this seems real. Like, there's that doesn't just happen. And <laughs> yeah, I went back I and started watching them. I was like, oh my god, they're just they're playing so well. And uh, this, I'm probably going to be on Afrika here just because I think these teams are about even, and the line yeah. is, you know, I actually think, man, I think I I really like Afrika here quite a bit. I think the plus one point five is like almost a guarantee. Like, that's, like, slam dunk mode. And I like the money line just because you're getting really, really good value. I think the matchup's really interesting, too, because Kingzone have the advantage in the bot lane. Like, I yep. think pretty obviously. But I think the solo lanes in top side goes to Afrika. Yep. And if we I if think we I'll go... bet Afrika and Afrika 2-0. I don't think Afrika 2-0 is likely, but the odds have to be crazy yeah, good. The odds are probably insane. Let's see if I can pull that up right now. I might have it. Uh... Let's see. I got it plus four twenty five. I got plus three forty two. That's pretty close. So, yeah, plus four twenty five is pretty darn good. Yeah. So I mean, and that could totally happen. And I wouldn't think any less of Kingsend if that happens either. Like it's nope. th- These are two really, really good. It's just like we saw this morning. Like Sandbox and Griffin. I don't think any less of Griffin for losing that series this morning. Sandbox is really, really good too. Um, speaking of Sandbox, we have SK Telecom minus one eighty five. Against Sandbox plus one thirty eight, the SKT minus one point five is at plus one forty five. This is a crazy. I think it's another too. good game. Yeah, this, Saturday's it's, gonna be lit, man. Actually, LCK this week has been really good for yeah, matchup wise. Schedule's also just great. Yeah. Yeah. Even tomorrow, we got a great week, game tomorrow yeah. too. I think it's been the best region to watch so far, which is never the LCK, yeah. but it's been really exciting so far this season. Yeah, I can say that because I'm a huge nerd for the LCK, but you know, you I'm saying, always an LPL you, you fan. You're saying Suning 2 owing everyone is not exciting? <laughs> LPL and LEC, I, I have so much more fun watching, but... We'll talk yes, about Suning later. Screw Suning, I'm tired. <laughs> so, so we have SK Telecom looking... I mean, we should we should dive into this a little bit. Uh, and we kind of said we were going to do this, like, picks and recapping at the same time. But So SKT, your favorite, minus 185 here, right? Sandbox just beat Griffin this morning. SK Telecom have looked – I don't want to say they've looked like shit because they haven't, but relative to how they looked all spring and at MSI, really, they look like shit. I think right? a lot of teams coming off from MSI has looked pretty bad, really bad, actually. Invictus. G2 is the only one that just came back and was like, <laughs> nope, we're just going to keep stomping everybody. Yeah, yep. yeah I think G2 is going to – second half, they're just going to mail it in to do whatever. I agree. Yeah. I can't wait to bet on some, like, plus 600 teams so, in the LEC against them later. So, I, I wrote about this one. I, like, not this game, but I wrote about SKT Kingzone this morning. Uh, for tomorrow morning, rather. I wrote about it today. And in it, I was talking about how I I don't think I don't think everything that's wrong with what SKT's been doing is just chalk it up to 
the hangover or rust or they took some time off. Like you can't attribute everything that they've done wrong to that, but you can contribute mo- like you can attribute most of it to that, I think. Where they just they're not playing badly, they're just going into games without a game plan and it honestly looks like they didn't like they aren't preparing. Like that's the way it looks to me. Now, SK if if SKT is going into games like with very little preparation, they're still 500. That says something. It's like, oh, this team's really good. Obviously, they have four Hall of Fame quality players on their team. (laughs) That are all still playing insanely well, by the way. It's not like these are washed up veterans, right? So, all of a sudden, so if you think about it with that lens and you look at what Afrika's been doing, all of a sudden the the 2-1 series to Afrika doesn't look so bad, right? And if you consider the style that Afrika plays, stylistically, that's like a tough matchup for SKT because SKT tends to... If every if SKT had it their way, they would never start anything early ever. They would just play the long controlled game, and that would be the end of it, right? So Afrika, you know, Afrika's like a good team. We see that. So two one loss is forgivable there. The thing that everyone's you know getting on their case about is dropping a game to Jin Air, which I think is totally fair. Like that's something we should be critical of. Like this is a team that's good enough to to whoop on Jin Air even if they're not prepared, and they didn't. They still won the series, but. I don't. Know. I, I think this is a little too out of line. I do think SK Telecom is going to get it together, but I also think the Sandbox is playing super well right now. So I am probably going to be at least a little bit on the Sandbox money line here. For me, the question is when is SKT turning around? At yeah. some point this season, I, they're going to turn it around. Yeah, I, I think it could happen a tomorrow. Turned around a turned around SKT, you just slam SKT right here. Yeah. So if you think they're going to turn it around here, you bet SKT. If you don't think they turned it around yet. Slam sandbox. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna get a a, a data point this morning, but that data point is likely going to influence this line, right? Where and during the games, I'm telling you guys, the yeah. lines do not move fast enough during the games. Mm-hmm. And I, know... I bet that Afrika, I got Afrika as an underdog to HLE this morning in the middle of them beating up on SKT the other day. Like as soon as you see they're competitive in that game, you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, yep. <laughs> Hamlet, much different league. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, watch those lines during the games. Well, I also think, so, like, I, I'm i leaning to, I, I'm I'm thinking Kingzone's going to get more money on them this morning, like, for tomorrow morning. And I set, like, a number at myself. It's like, if, this, if SKT get up to plus 125 against Kingzone this morning, I'm going to fire on it. Not for a lot, but for a little, because I think it's going to be a close series. I think SKT's turn around tomorrow. As in, like, you know, whatever, like, eight hours from now, whatever it is, right? Yeah. I think SKT turned around tomorrow against Kingzone and will be turned around for this one, too. I think, unfortunately, like, the the timing of it is going to line up in a way that they're – they should be getting it together now, and, unfortunately, they're going to face two just red-hot teams in Kingzone and Sandbox. I said, well, Sandbox, is, they've lost games, but they look really, really good, right? And they're going to be running into, you know, two buzzsaws here. And I didn't look at their schedule for next week. I don't know who they play on Wednesday next week, but I'm pretty sure unless it's somebody easy, it's kind of bad timing for them, right? So there's a chance SKT look good even if the, if the score doesn't go in their favor. Like, they could lose tomorrow. They could lose on Saturday, and everyone's going to be freaking out saying, oh, my God, SKT overrated, blah, 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 and they could look fine. So you're going to have to watch these games. Uh, this one I'm going to wait. Uh, right now, if I had to fire right now, I'd say Sandbox, but I'm going to wait. And, you know, if – SKT win tomorrow, and this gets out of range from that, then... Or if SKT win tomorrow, I'll probably feel a little bit about betting them, but I'm going to uh, hold off on this one for now. Calvin, what do you got on this one? Um, uh, I think I said Sandbox 
No, I didn't say that. I think Zambok's going to beat SKT. Tomorrow, I think Kingzone's going to beat SKT as well. Yeah, and so. again, like, that's not even a knock against SKT, right? Like, no, no, no. It's just it's, two teams that are really good right now. Yeah, the two teams are just riding, riding the wave right now, just playing out of their minds. And I think even just preparing for SKT for a little bit, you know, I especially Kingzone, I, you know, I think they're going to come in hot, so... Sunday we have KT Rolster minus one fifty. What? Uh, against Gen G <laughs> plus one ten. Seems like a Gen G bet to me. Like if Gen G like like I'm I'm I wrote about this. I'm heavy duty on Gen G tomorrow to to sweep Gen Air, but it's Gen Air, right? I think Gen Air's gonna win two one. But tomorrow. if Gen yeah, I'm saying if Gen Air <laughs> come out and beat Gen G all of a sudden like. Genji are a team that plays down to their competition. We know this. They're like the Pittsburgh Steelers of League of Legends, right? They always, always play down. Like, without fail. And I, I talked about that, too. I said, I'm walking into this. I'm, I'm going to slam my head against a brick wall like I've been doing with Invictus for a year and a half. I'm going to take the Genji sweep because I think the line was – it was minus 135 I got Genji at. I got minus 115 on that. Yeah, like I was like, this is – even at 135, it was too good. I was like, dude, I, I can't say no to that. It's so good. And I know it's right, even if I end up being wrong. Like, I know it's the right side. It's just Gen G, right? So, let's look at this line. Looking at this line in isolation right now. Like, if we don't know the result tomorrow, which is, like, how we're doing it right now. We like Gen G here, right? I love Gen G here. Love yeah. them. Because, so, KT Rolster's problem has been closing games. And the one thing, and I, it's another thing I wrote about, too. Because they're playing Jin Air tomorrow. Jin Air and KT Rolster have, like, the exact same problem. They do it in different ways, but in the big picture, it's the exact same problem, which is they can't close games. They get leads, and they don't know what to do with them. And who I loves think... to go late? <laughs> and who <laughs> loves to go yeah. late? Genji. The one thing Genji does is they don't mess up games late. <laughs> yep. They either get run over or they, they win late. And it's not, they're, they're like the splice of Korea, right? Yeah, that's, that's just true. Like how they've always been. And Gotta be bet on my boy Ruler, who I gave number one on my LCK rankings. Yeah, we I was pretty upset you didn't uh, pick Missy. So, anyways, that's not the topic. The topic <laughs> is that no, I agree with Genji. I don't know. It's just that they're late. Ga- I mean, the late game is good, but I feel like these teams, even though they can't close out, Genji just I don't know. They just look bad, man. I just I don't know. KT or Genji? Genji. Bobby both teams, all yeah, three dude, teams. Well, I don't. So that's exactly like I don't think Gen. Uh, I think Genji look a cut better than KT Hamwa and Gen Air because Kate like Genji have like the one thing that they're good at and they're gonna win games most of the time when they get to do their thing. KT Gen Air and Hanwa, I have no idea. Like they don't dude, even I close like, most of the I time. Like, they don't even get leads either. No. It'll get leads, but the one thing about Jin Air that I'm starting to like a lot more is that they're looking for team fights and they're actually looking for picks instead of like just folding. You know what I mean? Like they're actually uh, I can doing you on this. doing a little bit something better. I'm not saying that they're going to be amazing. You know what I mean? But I just say that they're not like they're trying not to be the same Jin Air as like last. They're trying you know. real hard. Yeah, Would you get a tier after the game that qualifies Jin Air for Worlds. Like even if it's like two years from now, if they finally get a roster together and they win a game in the gauntlet to qualify for worlds, would you shed a tear? I think I might shed a tear. I probably I, I will cry. I, I think I'd be like, oh my I'm, god, it's been so long, Jinair. They were so yeah. hard for uh, not it. to. So, so I 
It's funny. I've actually been combing. Uh, I've been combing over all the LCK vods and like going through and doing notes because I got really behind on that earlier in the season. Mm. And actually, I was I just rewatched what's it called KT Gen Air, and <laughs> not KT Gen Air. It was a uh, actually just pull it up. It's right here. Yeah, it was KT Jinner. And, like, in these games, Jinner had leads both times. So, Calvin, <laughs> you are right that they're they're trying to be a more proactive team. They're, uh, they're players to be a proactive team. Yeah. So here's what ha- – but here's what happens, though. And it's the same thing that happened last year, right? Well, it's a little bit different. It's I think it's way different. So they, <laughs> here's the thing. they what What's happening with Jinner is they're playing – they will play a game. They'll get a lead. They'll proceed and be doing everything that they're supposed to do with the lead. They'll take over vision of this quadrant of the jungle, or they'll clear out the wards around Dragon Pit, and you know they'll they'll start setting up. They'll be like prepped to make a pick. They have an early game team comp. They have a comp that's like you know gonna win fights in that kind of situation. They've even gotten lane leads against people, like just solo kills, right? Yep. Like they're they're doing all the things right, but then what happens is. The other team contests anything, and they, they're like a turtle. They just retreat back into their shell, and they take off. Like, the second you contest anything. They had a play in Game 2 against KT Rolster, right, where they had a play in Game, game 2 against KT Rolster where they, they, were, they set up Vision around the Baron. They cleared, like, three pink words from KT Rolster, right? And they cleared I'm pretty it sure out. I saw this. Yeah, they, they cleared it out, and, like, Snowflower walks into the river as Rakan. They have yep. vision of him. They know he's alone, and they just backed off. He's backed into their own jungle. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, so, didn't they back off, and then they started coming back, and then someone got pegged. Yeah, so they, they, ba- they, they back off, and then, you know, K- KT's just like, uh, okay, and they step in, and they take the vision back. And then they're like, oh, well, they had to go back and buy more wards or whatever, and they just walked into their red side jungle, took their red. KT, J- Janair was in the lead in this game. They were up like four kills. They had a gold lead. They had a strong. T- they had a strong. Like, I think it was Syndra at this point. They had a super strong Syndra and Olaf. The Olaf Syndra got first blood, and they're just like letting KT KT Rolster of all teams. They're just letting Classic. them like walk into their jungle. I was like, dude, somebody on this team. I, I don't. They, they have like a leadership problem. I think, and I think that's like the problem with with Jinair. And we said this. It's their coaching staff, right? Yep, and we've totally yeah. derailed this and made it a Jinair podcast. <laughs> Hashtag sad plane, right? The Jinair podcast, I love it. But man, oh man, this team, for lack of a better term, and I said th- I said this today too. For lack of a better term, Jinair, a bunch of betas, man. Like they got it. <laughs> they need somebody with some balls to walk in there and just be like, "What about listen, Jenner Let's Doin- go, Jinair Doinby. Just Jinair would probably be like a mid shelf team. That'd be, that'd be pay awesome. Pay Doinby the league max, that'd like an awesome. NBA player. Pay him the pay him the league max and get Doinby on Jinair. I'd love to see Dude, that. Dude, the team. best thing about it would just be like he Doinby could not even speak a word and probably lead this team better. Like no <laughs> shit, so. he could not say a single word in comms and probably lead this team better than they're being led right now. God, I want that so bad now. It's like, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. They ju- they're a turtle. They are literally a turtle. Or they're, they're Eeyore. They're Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. There's a, okay, I guess you contested. Alright, <laughs> you can have the Baron Pit that we just spent, you know, 300 golden awards. Hey, at least they're talking. I'm like 100 Thieves, right? They're not even, I feel like dude, they're not even talking at all. Dude, we're, we're going to get to them in a little bit, but... Uh, uh, how do we get on this? Like I told, uh, KT and Genji, that's right. So... 
That's why I like Genji this morning. Uh, see, KT... KT do it in a di- that's where it was I remember now KT do the throw late game in a different way where KT try to make plays and they're just boneheaded about it right <laughs> like KT yeah. are over aggressive once they have a lead like they don't they don't they're not thinking they just do shit that makes no sense they had a they had a situation in the, the reason Jin Air was able to defend for so long in the, in that one game was Jin Air had two inhibitors down they just would not wait for minions they just wouldn't do it. They were, nope, we're going to go. We're going to go. It's like, dude, you're against, I think it was like Siver they had. Where, like, yeah, they're just like fighting into a five item Siver. It's like, dude, just wait for your goddamn minions. This is like the most, <laughs> people in gold know this, okay? Like, come on. I don't know. They're, they're, they're two teams that are god awful in the late game, and I like Gen G against both of them for that exact reason. But Gen G played down to their opponents, so it wouldn't surprise me to be like, oh, Gen G pick an early game team comp, and they just suck, <laughs> and they decided to play different today. Because they would. I don't know. I like Genji here, but we'll see. I guess we'll see how they look tomorrow. You know, I probably like Genji even more because if they lose to Jin Air, this is going to get up to like plus 150, and then I'll love Genji. <laughs> and then I'll get burned there too. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, next up, last game for the LCK on the week, we have Jin Air plus 600. Speaking of the sad plane, there we go. Kill two birds at one stone. How about that? Jin Air plus 600, Dam 1 minus 1200. The Dam 1 minus 1.5 is at minus 250. Don't think you can play this one. No, I mean I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. Dan one's and I think Dan one's good enough. Oh, Dan one's in that whole tier, but Dan one play a different way than Gen G, where they're not gonna give Gen Air a lead. You know what I'm saying? Like Gen G will surrender a lead. Dan one's not gonna surrender a lead. Dan one will try to just run you over. So I don't know. I I think this is you can't touch this one. Two fifty is a little out of range. I'm not that confident in Dan one here. Yeah, two two fifty for the minus one point five. I don't think it's good. Yeah, enough. this is like just right actually, because I don't like the plus one seventy five on the Genera to take a game either. Yeah, I think you just stay away from this one. All right. Uh, any other notes on the LCK? It's been pretty sweet so far. All right. It just has been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I don't have a ton of notes other than I think some of the some of the teams have been performing at a level that makes it a lot of fun to watch, which was not the case for me last season. So, LPL, Friday, we have Dominus plus 228 against top, this is going to freak, I'm going to get annoyed by this, top esports, minus 323, the top minus 1.5 is at minus 106. This line seems off to me by, like, quite a bit, because I, I, I know Dominus just lost and all, but I think these two teams are, cl- like, a lot closer than this. Like, this should be, like, minus 180 for TOP, maybe. I uh, two hundred. I feel like we're getting hit by the by the classic move here, and that we finally were willing to endorse Dominus, and then they just lost. Like <laughs> ever since we endorsed them, they've just have not but been like, good. I don't know. I still think they've looked fine. LNG has been the big over. It's yeah, LNG, like, LNG is like a measuring good. stick that's going to be tough to figure out because they were so bad last season, and this season they keep beating people, and it's hard <laughs> to tell if the teams they're beating are playing bad. Or if LNG just is just good. that good, yeah. so they're like the measuring stick we need to figure out. Yeah, it's like the re- it's like the, rel- the 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 movable measuring stick, right? Where it's like, okay, well, we, where 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 is LNG on this spectrum? Because they have a whole, you know, spectrum of opportunities, or not opportunities, a spectrum of outcomes. Like, yeah, this team, this team nail down just, where they are. You can figure like, out. Would a it lot. surprise you at all to see this team lose like you know nine of the next ten series? 
Not not a lot. No, I mean it would surprise me a little, but like I wouldn't be blown away by that. Like they just like turn back into whatever they were last season. So I mean they look really really good, and they're they're, they're reminding me a lot of Africa where. I'm almost willing to change my valuation on them already because they fixed a lot of issues, right? And they, they're playing the game right now the way it's supposed to be played, like up-tempo priority lanes. I know this stuff is like all like really fundamental and rudimentary, but sometimes teams forget that and they get too cute. They're not getting cute. They're just playing. They're just balling yep. out on people. And I think – I mean, how they played IG – well, that's the other thing is like there's so many variables in this because – Dominus, yeah, wolfed on, like, Dominus looked really, really good against IG and still lost. And then everybody else beat IG. <laughs> and then everybody else beat IG. So, like, if you're doing, like, transitive property, it's like, okay, Dominus sucks because they lost to IG even though they looked really good. <laughs> and then everybody else is beating IG, including teams that we originally thought were just, like, trash can teams. And so like it, it's so hard to peg down the LPL right now because we don't know who's like fact like who's who's real and who's fake right all we know for sure is that EDG and RNG are ready to yeah. go RNG that's not what we know for go. sure <laughs> those, are, those are the only locks that's two out of 16 teams the eighth of the league right yeah so I think TOP is in that realm maybe not quite as good as those two but like they're right there like TOP's looked better I mean we've only seen what one series from them I think they're the team that's got one series right I'm looking right now T.O.P. Yeah, they they've only played one series. They beat Vici two to one. You can think you can judge that too. Dropping a game to Vici, but Vici came out the gate swing and they've looked okay. They they looked they at least look like they had some life to them. Yes, yeah, so I agree. Kind of with refreshing because they've been like the most lethargic team over the past like two years. Uh, but yeah, like th- this is a tough one to pin down because like my my gut tells me this line is just off. Like Calvin, what do you think on this one? Because I'm kind of lost. Give me some direction. No, I have no direction besides TOP winning. Yeah. I think, I think nah, from watching TOP play, I think they just have a sense of just, like, really good teamwork. And I think Dominus, everyone, we all say they have, like, the huge upside and stuff, but I just feel like they're still missing just something, something about their gameplay that I just can't really pick my – pick up on i think there's i think there's a little inconsistent of where they're at right now and i think top has just figured everything out with this meta and then they just mesh so well together just by you know taking top side or if they are in their rotations they're actually just way better than uh dominus so i think just overall top is i think they, i think they can 2-0 dominus in my opinion you're getting decent value on that too like i i, I still have top when we were talking last week about the IG camp and the SKT camp, TOP is one of those teams that's firmly in the SKT camp for me, which is they, yeah, they shouldn't be losing. All the time. They just shouldn't be losing to teams that are worse than them because they play a more consistent, solid style instead of a like hyper-aggressive, high-variant style. And those teams that play a really solid ABC game, if they're very good, don't usually lose to teams that are worse than them. And so I think, I think I'm going to stick with TOP in this one, but I don't know that I'm betting them. Yeah, I think... This one's interesting, again, for, like, all the reasons we've talked about. But, like, wh- something I'm keeping an eye on for Dominus is that it's kind of like a, a working theory that I'm, like, waiting to see evidence of whether it's right or wrong about. And my working theory is that the team that's preventing – the thing that's preventing this team from, like, reaching its ceiling or, or like, just 
improving right now is that I don't think they have a single player that's just going to take the game over. Yeah. Like, they have five really good players. I don't think they have bad team. Like, they, they work well as a team. They understand how to play the game, but they don't have, they don't have like, that go-getter, right? And I think this is what I thought it was – for a while, I thought it was Chang Hong, right? Because, like, any time that he, he got ahead – He was playing very well. Yeah, because any time yeah. he got ahead, it, it felt like they won, regardless of what he was playing, whether it was, like, Gangplank or Kennen or whatever, right? I feel like any time he got ahead – they would win, but I also don't think that he's like he's not like the shy or Jinu where he can just like destroy a game by himself. But it felt it, it felt to me like he was their carry without us like dubbing him a carry. You know what I'm saying? And like yep. that's kind of like my working theory is like I, I want to know who's who's the guy that you want you want to give the final shot of the game to, right? Like who's the Steph Curry of this team? Yeah, I don't know that they have one. Gal has made so many big mistakes for me. Yeah, Isla has never been super impressive. Chang Hong and, and Zhao Peng were the guys that were that are making the moves, but I, I don't know that they have a a real big you know LeBron James player on their team. Yeah, and like I think that's maybe what's gating this team, right? Like what's preventing them from reaching because they're, they're all good players. They're very good players. It's just they don't have. It's like if you had if you had a uh, I'm trying to think. We'll we'll say hockey because Game Seven of the Stanley Cup's on tonight. And this is the classic Philadelphia Flyers problem, too. Uh, in hockey, like, you want to construct your lines so that you have, like, either two guys that can score or, and, like, a setup guy. Or you have, like, two setup guys and one guy that's just, like, a, he's got a cannon or just a great shot. Mm-hmm. He takes a lot of shots, right? The, to me, Dominus are the team that has, like, three guys, you know, the left wing, right wing, center, that are all, like, playmakers and not, sc- like, goal scorers. And they're all exceptionally good players. They would all be the great. They would all be a great second. I'll say Claude Giroux is the, the literal example I'm thinking of, right? Claude Giroux is the great. He's a great player, right? He'd be. He's the great if he's the second best player on your team, but he can't be the first best player on your team. Like he can't be the guy, yeah. but he could be the guy that gets 70 assists a season, dishing it to the guy, right? Kyrie Irving, yeah. <clears throat> Nicholas Backstrom <throat> with the Capitals, <clears throat> to Ovechkin all day long. Those guys are good, right? Like, they're, it doesn't make them bad players just because they're, like, feeding it to the, the good player all the time. They're very, very good players. I think Dominus are very, very good players, but they don't have a guy that's going to slam the door. That's somebody that says, give me the rock. I want to end this game right now, right? They don't. They just don't have that. And I, I think it's like – I think Chang Hong's, like, halfway there. And the way other teams are treating them, I think it is Chang Hong because they're looking to shut him down. Yeah. So maybe we need to start treating him like he's one of these top-lane carries, like a Jinu or – um. Uh, the shy, yeah, the shy, or you know, one of these guys, right? Or Zhao, Zhao, right? Yep. Uh, so maybe that's the Lang case. X. I don't know. Yeah, Lang X now. <laughs> right. Lang so, G is what they're calling him. So I guess if we want to operate under that assumption, is are like XX and three six nine going to be able to take him out of the game? Because I think the XX and three six nine, like the one thing that they do really, really well is take other top laners out of the game. They rarely do it. The XX is really good, but three six nine isn't the guy that's like. He's like the neutralizer, right? He's like the Chinese yeah. guy. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna take somebody out. He's not gonna necessarily hard carry the game. So I think two of you are well equipped, and I'm like talking myself into picking them here. I do like real two P, but I feel like I think it's just I think not sure who they played earlier this week, but I I don't know if it's just like the style they're playing or the coaching staff that they're talk they're working with. It's just I feel like they have so much upside for the players they have, but. TP? Yeah, like just immense, you know, Logan, Knight, XX, Ben. I, they're just 
these players, I feel like they could just literally pop off and just team fight after team fight and just just roll team over. But I do think Knight is gonna dumpster Twilla. Yeah, but yeah. I think so too. You, dude, but. you know what this team reminds? Top reminds me a lot of like you gotta you gotta like take it out of context a little bit because it's yeah, I'm gonna compare regions that shouldn't be compared here. But if they remind me a lot of like Liquid last year when like going into the season last year, so like winter into spring or you know winter into spring of 2018, right? Where everyone was like, oh, Liquid's got all these superstar players, and then Impact's just gonna be solid, right? And yeah. now Impact's like the hard carry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have like they have like all hard carries, like they're all insanely good, right? Top is like right there, where I think like maybe three six nine can just get better and better and better as his career goes on, because he's been playing for a long time. He could, if he could just like get better, like keep improving, this team's gonna be insane because the other four are ridiculous. So I don't, I like Top here. I know we spent a lot of time on this game, but like Dominus is like really confusing. Like they're they're a tough team to pin down. So they are. Uh, next up, so. Calvin, you're on TOP? Uh, yes, I am. <clears throat> I, think I, I like the spread now that I've talked myself into it, but I I don't know if I'll bet it. We'll see. Yeah, I think I'm staying away from the game, but I think I like top to win. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have OMG minus 132. Uh, John Sweethearts. Uh, OMG minus 132. Go, go Pepper, baby. <laughs> against LGD minus 101. The OMG minus 1.5 is at plus 193. OMG look feisty, man. I said it in my my preseason video, but before I before I start my preseason videos, I ask around to some people that are in the know on some of the smaller leagues about some of these guys, like these these guys that are coming in. And I heard insane stuff about Curse before the season started. In my preseason video, I said I'm hearing lots of really good things about Curse. Dude is so good, <clears throat> and that has all been true. Curse has been really, really killing people. And I really like this OMG squad. They switched up a lot of stuff, and now they have Icon and a second carry to go with them and Curse. Their bot lane has been playing well. I think we might see it, boys. I think it might be time for the rise of OMG. They're not going to win the league. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they might not be one of the worst teams in the league, well, which is the rise of OMG. I think this team could challenge for a playoff spot. Yeah, I think we might be able to see a yeah. playoff spot out of this team. Like, I think they're on the rise. I think they, they can ha- – like, think of the teams that are on the cusp there, right? Like, we have, like, WE, JDG, probably Sooning, and then uh, we thought LNG was going to be in that pool. But... I'm still not buying Sooning. Yeah. I, I, I either. We'll get to that. But... <laughs> what do you, so, what like, do you think it, about let's, let's, Peppers? Let's put, Let's assume let's Josh. assume LNG oh. come back down to earth a little bit, which I don't necessarily think will happen. But let's just do that for the th- sake like for the sake of this discussion, right? You have like LNG, Dominus, JDG, WE, and Sooning, and OMG. Pick two of those teams to make playoffs. Repeat yourself. Yeah. Tell me the so teams it's again. Gonna be, it's going to be five teams, right? Okay. OMG. Okay, OMG are making it. Who else is in Dominus, there? Dominus. Okay. JDG. Okay. W E. Who am I forgetting? Sunning. 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 I'm taking we'll, Dominus we'll say, and OMG. We'll say LNG make playoffs because I think the LNG looks good. Okay. I think it's Dominus and OMG. I also don't trust think it's Dominus and OMG. Yeah, I don't trust JDG. I don't trust Sunning. I don't think W E. I think W E looks like they're kind of a mess right now. I think. And as far as the. The Pepper edition you were talking about, um, I really like Pepper actually, but I don't want to see him play until there's a reason to see him play. Yeah, because like, I know you. I've been good you enough like recently. Pepper. I like Pepper a lot, but 
when a team is gelling the way this OMG team's gelling right now, I don't want to see Pepper play until yeah, don't, don't mess up a good yeah. thing, right? Yeah, yeah if they no, lose exactly. some series, then maybe you maybe you put Pepper in there and give him a shot. But I just want him practicing with the team until there's a reason for him to play. I think the point you make about Curse, like adding a second carry to this team, is a really good one because the bot lane wasn't that bad last season. Like they were they fell off as the season went on, though. Like I was really impressed with Chelly early in the season, and then late in the season he was running it down. So. Yeah. Yeah, but like it just like overall for a team that finished at the bottom of the table, like their bottom lane was fine. Like they were functional, yeah. right? Yeah, they were fine. Icon's an animal. Penguin looks really good this season too. Penguin's gotten yeah. a lot better from last season. And now you don't have a liability up to now if anything you swung all the way to the other spectrum and you have a guy that's like just a monster, right? And yeah, in, in they a were liability in the top lane last season. Like OMG and OMG have, like, I think the most upside of any of those teams, and I'm including Sooning. Yep, I like OMG quite a bit this season. So this is a good line then, right? It is. Yeah. And I'm going to be betting the minus 1.5 and the money line. Yeah, because I liked LNG, LGD going into the season, but they just looked lethargic. Like, they – I liked LNG last split because they, they at least went down with a fight every game. They look yeah. like Vici now. Yeah, like they—it's like them and Vici switch spots. Where like Vici are like currently the bad team that's tryharding every game and they're like putting up a fight, and LGD are like taking the time off, right? But that's, that's two, how it feels to me. Yeah, and I don't—I like OMG here too. It's like basically you know by esports standards is like close enough to even money. I'm just—they should be favored a lot more than this, right? Yeah, I think so. I like OMG a lot. Yeah, here. I like OMG money line a lot. I like the one minus one point five too. Minus 1.5 variant because it's the LPL, but... Yeah. Um, That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Vici, Saturday morning, we have Vici plus 750 against RNG minus 2,000. RNG minus 1.5 is at minus 334. I kind of want to bet Vici here. I know as good as RNG are, but RNG... Dude, RNG are in that IG camp where they punt games to bad teams all the time. All the time they do it. If I was going to bet here, I think it would be Vichu plus 1.5, but I don't think I'm going to end up yeah, betting. I, I don't th- if I do, it'll be like something. It'll be like a quarter unit on the plus 1.5 yeah. or yeah. like a tenth of a unit on the money line, but I don't... That sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. Which is actually... I think that's probably what I'll do just because of RNG's history, but the RNG look like they're ready to go. They're, they're done messing around, I think. Yeah, they have a freak of freak syndrome. They're like, let's give away the yeah. spring split and be ready for summer. Yeah, that's what it looks like. How do, How do you change the league up or do you at all? If RNG got Jinu and EDG got Langji, does Ooh. that does that change up the league? I think that makes RNG like a big title favor. I do. I like Langji a lot, but I think Jinu's even better. I think it's still just an upgrade to both. Like that's that's the thing, right? Like they're both good players. They're both like carry players, but they're not totally one dimensional on playing carry. Like if, yep. if if Jinu was a, like totally one dimensional carry player, like so was Ray. Yeah, like I don't see the change there, right? But like he's a little bit more versatile than that. I mean, I I think almost the exact same thing would probably be happening because I think they're very similar players, and I think the teams both needed something in the top lane. So I I almost think the league would be the same thing, actually. I think RNG would be a slight upgrade, although I'm not sure that he fits as well with their style. Actually, I think RNG would I think Langji might fit their their play style a little bit better than Jinu. But any just side note, so let's go. Yeah, I'm, so <laughs> what do we got? So next up, we have Invictus. Exciting. By the all right, so we have Invictus plus. Does it even matter the number? I say. 
has it happened in like the last when's two the last splits? time Invictus was a plus money? Maybe when was against the last time they were an RNG. underdog. When was the last time they were even an underdog? Yeah, against RNG, maybe in summer of last year. Or summer last year. Yeah, summer last year against RNG is probably the only time they've been an underdog. So ING, it is wild. Or, so Invictus plus one ten against EDG minus one fifty. The EDG minus one point five is at plus two hundred. I mean, it's understandable why they're underdogs here. EDG have looked excellent, right? Excellent. So, the question here is, can you say no to Invictus being underdogs? Number one. Number two, is Bowland coming back? Because I think that matters at this point. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how they haven't put him back in yet. I never thought he was the problem, and then since they put him back in, they've basically lost every match, so I don't know how they don't put Balan back in. Yeah, I don't... There's been a lot of speculation about what's like exactly what's going on there. Where it, yes. This is a situation where it looks like it was a public outcry and the team listened to it. And, and that would be... Never right. I would lose their a lot of respect for them if that's really too. all it was, was just that they were listening to the public, because the public is morons. Yeah, I, I also <laughs> think that there's a good chance that he's just either fatigued or hurt. That was completely and reasonable. There was also that at the same time, and they're just like not saying anything to let people think what they're going to think, which I think is smart if they're doing that. Yeah, that that I would be behind entirely. So, either way, like this team, I don't know what's going on with Invictus. Like I, I put out a couple theories on Twitter earlier this week about how I think to me this looks like it's, I'm trying to think of like a real sports example because there was something that happened like last year somewhere. This is like the Jaguars with Blake Bortles last year, right? Where, and that's a bad example because he was the starter anyway. But, like, this this team looks like they're pissed that Balan's out. Yeah. Like, they literally look like they're just mailing it in because he's not playing. That's what that's what makes me think there might actually be something to the, the you know, public outcry angle. Yep. Because it's, it's night and day. Now, we all know yeah. Balan's good, and I think a lot of people are, are underrating him. Because like when you have these elite teams, they don't—they're not elite teams without all five players being exceptional. And I think people just assume, oh yeah, they'll—you know—they'll be fine without him. It's like, no, you don't understand. This guy—it's been two and a half years, two and a half calendar years. He's played every single game for them. And they played. He's a different kind of player than Lucas since they put Lucas in. Yeah. Lucas has not been doing the same kind of like roaming and supporting his teammates that Balon no, was he's doing. Trying. <laughs> he's trying, but he's not—he's not succeeding. <laughs> and that's like. A big part of their game with how skirmish heavy they are is they need to convert those chances. And Lucas is not positioning himself correctly, not nope. landing correctly. And, you know, so I don't know how you can hate on Bowline at this point. Yeah, I think, I think again, like referencing that play style thing, like part of Inv- like Invictus play really high risk. Like they take coin flips all day long and they just assume they're going to outplay them. Part of the reason they're so confident in doing that is because they, o- they they almost always have a numbers advantage or they almost always have the same, you know, it's even, and they just have better players than you, right? Yeah. So that's why they're so willing to do that, and they've been trained and molded to do this for two years now. So when you introduce a new character to that, where if he's even two seconds behind on a roam, it doesn't work anymore. Yep. It's such a small margin of error when you play that style. When you're playing, at the, when you're playing that style and you're playing at the level of that like they're like 10 out of 10 at that style. Oh, yes. There's almost no team, I think, in the history of League of Legends that, that scraps as well as they do. Like, I'm trying to think back. Like, what are the best teams that have ever done that? I'm trying to think, like, I think Season 4 Samsung White was like that. where they. But, again, it was the same thing. 
they were playing on these super razor-thin margins, and that's why they would lose some games. They were playing on these razor-thin margins, but they always had a number advantage. They always played better priority situations than you, and then they would just outplay 50-50 situations, right? Yep. Invictus is doing the same thing. So if you have a, if even if he's just a little bit behind, it makes him look like an asshole. And that's exactly mm-hmm. to be honest. Like Lucas might be a good player, he's just not up to Invictus' speed. Yep, totally not, agree. That is not a problem. They're playing. I don't at think he's a terrible miles an player. Hour. It's like you said. I don't think he's terrible. Just like if you want to play on the most elite team, playing the most razor thin margin style, you got to be pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't and, know that he's quite there. And you can see it. Like just watch, watch the games. He it, it, he always looks out of place, but it's like. There's been so many situations with him where it looks like a play is going to happen. Then one of the other players, let's say Rookie, for example. Like, Rookie will back off of a play, and then Lucas still goes in on it. Yep. It looks like Lucas knows that he's supposed to be there and do the thing. He was just a little behind, and Rookie said, nope, you're too late. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes in anyway. And he's I like, think, no, we can do it. I'm yeah. good enough. <laughs> and I don't know if it's a communication thing, but, like, it literally looks like they're lagging behind like that, right? And that's no fault to him, but that's just the way it's shaken out this season. So Small side note not related to the LPL. Bang and Saligo just got stomped in Academy. Wow. <laughs> they yep. played Academy I'm this week, so and they just got stomped. <laughs> that's so stupid. Dude, I don't want to live in this saddest time. <laughs> where, where the, arguably the second best. You, you could make an argument for him as the best. I think him, yeah, Deftanuzi, and Prey. Like, you can make arguments for any of them. And it's so goddamn sad seeing it end like this. I don't want to see it end like this. Please I go know. somewhere else. Go to Europe. Go to Excel or something, dude. Reinvent yourself, bang. Do the Pyrian. Just go over to Europe and reinvent yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Oof. That's so sad. He's, dude, he's pigleting so hard right now, by the way. Yes. And Bang is, like, the last person I thought would do that. Because the cool thing with Bang is that – we're getting totally derailed here. (laughs) The cool thing with Bang is that he's so transparent about everything. Like, this is a guy that won the world championship and, like, weeks later was just like, yeah, I don't enjoy playing this game anymore. It's just a job. (laughs) Like, just, like, won the world championship and he's just like, yeah, whatever. It's just another day in the office. I was like, one, that's, like, kind of badass, right? Like, he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just a baller, I guess. Of course, I'm but, a world champion. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm just a boss, I guess. But it's it's so sad seeing that. Like, and he hasn't said anything. They did that preseason yep. hype video with him. <laughs> SKT 80 carries and failing in North America. Dude, yeah. North America's best region of all time. Even SKT multiple-time world Dude, champions can't get a ton over North too America. Good, question mark. <laughs> Dude, double up looks. We'll get to that. Uh, let's get. Let's finish up the LPL. We have We're almost done. Sunday. Fun plus Phoenix minus seven hundred against Team WE plus four hundred. The f- relevant number here is the Fun plus Phoenix minus one point five at minus one fifty. I actually like that. I'll probably bet that. I think I fade this game. Like I, I don't like betting minus one point fives in China. Yeah. So I'm probably just fade this one because I don't want to bet WE. Fun plus, by the way, looking. Uh, very stylish early in the season here in the LPL. For real, dude. I love this team. They're so fun to watch. Like, win or lose, they're just a riot. Like, I don't know. Excited about Fun Plus. But I think I fade this game. Doinby's a straight ball. You know they've played all six of their games on red side? Yeah. Like, like choosing red side. No, Nobody else is doing that right now. They I feel like they shit. should. They might be setting, They might be setting a trend here. <laughs> Like it fits, but the thing is, like it fits how they play, right? Like that, it, yeah. it fits exactly what they want to be doing because they 
want a counterpick to only be your game goon, and they just want to yep. get them an edge, and it works. And that's how they win. Because the te- the way this team loses is Doing B is distracted or shut down. Yeah, I agree with that. That's it. So I don't, I'll probably be light on the minus one point five. I know John's. Pro- yeah, I think I think I like stop slamming <clears throat> my head into a brick wall, but I'm going to be ignorant. Uh, here we go. <laughs> the toilet bowl. So my we'll new toilet to- bowl. We'll call it the toilet bowl in our hearts. Yeah, the our heart toilet bowl. Yeah, there. Uh, Sooning minus one twenty. JDG minus one twenty. Just, just even, just everybody's even footing. <laughs> Sooning's gonna win, but I'm not, gonna, I'm not I'm betting. Garbage piles. I think, I think because Sooning's gonna win, that JDG's gonna win. Okay, I, I don't. This, this is the kind that. of inverse like, like logic that we have to apply to these two teams because they JDG make, looks so bad. They never it's make just... any goddamn sense. JDG looked like the team that like went way too hard at the, the two parties that they go to every year. <laughs> JDG looked like me in my real life, by the way. I'm just gonna put this out there. JDG, like I don't go out and party that often, but like you know, two, three, four times a year, I go out and go hard, and I just yeah. am a, a wreck for the next three days. Like it takes me like, three days to recover, right? Yeah. And I'm just a shamble of a man for the next couple days afterwards, right? That's what JDG looked like. It looked like they went to the best party ever, had the best like New Year's Eve of their life or some shit with their playoff run last year. And they're like, holy shit, we did it, guys. We did it. <laughs> and now this is just like the – it's probably going to be a half-season hangover where it's like, oh, oh I got to go to work. Oh, my God. Like <laughs> going to the bathroom every five minutes, puking their guts up at work. Like that's what like, this. They look like a total mess, man. And but you know what? I don't trust Sooning either. So what the hell? Like I, I'm not touching this game. Yeah, I think I just stay away because I hate these teams so much. And I would I have to lose a bet to bet on this game. If I was gonna, if I was, if you made me bet, I would bet Sooning to zero. I think we could do that. That let's, we can make that a mini game right now. Let's do let's do a pick on Friday. Right now, and whoever loses has to pick a side on this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at with this one. Calvin, what do you think on this? Uh, I think Sooning's winning, but I'm not betting it. Is this a double two zero arbitrage situation? It could be. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Let me check the numbers on that real quick. But I, we'll go on to the LEC in just a second. I just want to check this one thing. There's not a lot to talk about this game. These two teams are confusing, and they never make any sense. Uh, looks like you can get, oh, I don't know. I lost it. Let's go LC. Let's go LEC. Let's so, uh, Chris left us his picks for the Western regions. So we at least have something to go on there for him. Friday in the LEC, we have Misfits minus 256, Excel plus 190. Chris likes Misfits. I kind of uh... like Excel, man. <laughs> I think I just don't bet this game. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know. Excel. Like, like this is probably a pass, but like, I, I if I had to, I like Excel. If I'm betting, I'm betting Excel for sure. Yeah, I'd much rather take plus one ninety than minus two fifty six. I'm never playing minus two fifty six for misfits. Yeah. I don't care what else. I also don't think on. Excel have looked bad. They just haven't looked as good as their opponents. You know, like I know that yeah. sounds like a, that's like the shittiest like non-answer ever. I know, but like. You watch their games, like, they don't look abysmal. They don't look like a 10th place team. They're probably going to end up being a 10th place team, but they're not. They don't look – they're they're a 10th place team that is better this season, right? Yeah, they're better this season for sure. So, like, I think they're going to win, like, two, three more games maybe. Two more games. I'll say two more games. Uh, I don't know. Any, 
anything else on this one? No. Is uh, is the leader watch on yet? Uh, it definitely should be. <laughs> if it's not, yeah. it should uh, be. Yeah, if you watched those games last week, it, uh... <laughs> let's go. Let's get them. Put them in. Throw them I in just here. keep making sarcastic Forbidden comments every single game, like... You can put your mid laner on a so, carry when when you have an elite so mid laner like Fabim. <laughs> he was so bad. Yes, he in was. That first game, I was like, "This dude." <laughs> I could have probably played that game as well as he did. And I said before that like I don't like Soaz either right now, but he's not the biggest problem for sure. The biggest Soaz problem by far is Fabivin. I still don't think Soez is like a top tier top laner. I think he's like a below mid tier top laner right now, but he's not the real problem. The real problem is Fabivin. I think the one thing you can rely on Soez to do is like, the, and he's always been this way throughout his career. Is like Soez will just play the meta, and, and he just, always is like competent in all the meta champions, which is important. That's one of the benefits of having been playing for a long time. You know how to play every champion whenever they you come probably into have your like one pocket pick too. Yeah, he has that. Like his rumble's really really good, right? And then he just plays meta besides that. It happens that they coincide right now. So, but well, I I would bet Excel here, but I'm passing. Chris likes Misfits. I think Misfits probably win this, but it's ugly. Uh, Vitality minus one seventy five. Rogue plus one thirty four. What's going on with Vitality? I really like Rogue in this. Ooh, in this man, Vitality. Yourself, <laughs> yeah, go yourself, ahead. Because I I I refuse. I want the Vitality bounce back, but I said that last week and it didn't happen. So, explain your Rogue uh, preference here. Um, well, I really just don't have a preference. I just think Rogue's going to win. I just think Vitality, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. Vitality is just, I think their bottom half is not winning lanes. And well, that's definitely true. Rogue is, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, I don't know. I just feel like just Vitality's bottom half is just as winning lanes as they should. But I don't know. Rogue... Looked really good last last week was their second game. I don't know. It's it's really hard to pinpoint where where Vitality is heading to. So I don't know. I just like the eyes on Rogue. I I think Rogue and Excel are in the same spot where I think like those all those moves I think helped both teams in in different ways. But like it's it's kind of rare that you see a trade that works for both or like a, a, an exchange of players or a move that benefits both teams. But I think, like, both these teams are going to look better. Like, they're going to be improved. They're better teams in last split. Whether their ceiling is high or not is – I think I think Rogue went for the low ceiling, like, steady approach. Excel went for the higher ceiling approach. But they're both going to be better than last season. Can we – like, uh, do we all agree on that? Yeah, I think both teams will be better than last season. So – I'm still add, not add sure. Like a game or two to each. I'm not passing up Vitality at minus 175 against yeah, Rogue. Though. I like Vitality also. Like, even though I'm I'm – accepting that Rogue and Excel are probably going to be a little bit better, but Vitality got to get it together, man. I think they have good enough players at like the top in the top half of the map to just run Rogue over in this game. We'll see. I don't know. I just think like the, everyone everyone's freaking out about that tilt fest of a game that Jazuke had. And I, I think people are too quick to judge a single game like that where and people are too quick to, in general to judge games that look really, really bad when they're not necessarily that bad, right? Now, he looked really, really bad. He made a, he was trying to make something happen, and it, he looked like an idiot doing it. But he's not a guy that's ever been afraid of looking like an idiot. That's he's the other side the of the coin. That, he, we always he's talk always about. that guy. He always will make the play, right? And we've always talked about liking teams that, when they're in really bad situations, 
will try to do something to get it going. And that's the other side of the coin is sometimes you do something to try to get it going and you just look like a moron because yeah. it doesn't get it going. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what happened there was like none of those plays. All right. Maybe at the end of the game it was bad, but like the dive on Poppy was dive. That's yeah. definitely a play that you try to make. Yep. You know, it's, yeah, he looked like an idiot when it happened, and it was a situation where it was just like, okay, like this game's becoming unraveled real fast, but that's definitely a play you try to make, right? Yeah, I and don't think Vitality's back, but I like No, but I think they'll win. They can win this game. I think they'll, yeah. they'll start They'll start getting it right here. I, I still have high hopes for that team. I know Jack Troll's been – oh, my God, that's like a whole separate debate. He's been bad, and I know really? that's not – And Mowgli's had some real struggles but, too. But this is – like. Vitality understand the right. They're doing the right things. They're just not executing well. And I, I actually trust them to start executing well. Like it'll just happen. Like they're they're good players. They've shown us that they can do this over the past couple of years. I think there's an off. Like there's a small chance that they get frustrated and dev, they don't recover from this. Kind of like Hundred Thieves did last season. I, I'm not ruling that out. Like that could definitely happen. Like if frustration sets in with this squad, but I I don't think that's likely. I think that's like. 15% of the time that they'll just like tank and be a bottom four team or something like that. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't think, I think the times of them being like a legitimate contender is probably over. Yeah. And I think that's like the new, we got, we got to settle in on our new reality here. Now it's only yeah. been one week is the other thing. Like they could just come out and just blast everybody this week and be like, Oh, okay. They're back. Never mind. Never mind. I forget. We said that. You know, that's a possibility. So, uh, I like vitality here. I'm probably going to bet vitality. Uh, Fnatic minus one twenty three against Origin minus one hundred five. I wish someone in this matchup was an under, like a legitimate underdog. Because I think I would bet. I think I'd bet anybody if they were like plus one thirty. I'd yeah. bet either team. I think, and I hate that they're both favorites. That makes it a lot harder on me. Yeah, I think it's about right. I might make it even more like minus one fifteen on both sides. Yeah. I also prefer Fnatic. I'm not sure I want to take minus 123. I haven't decided yet. I may end up betting this game, but uh, I do think Fnatic's the better team. I just realized my mic was muted for that, but like, yeah, I think Fnatic, no, we were... win. I think Fnatic would win. Yeah, but I had it muted on recording. So. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I think Fnatic win this, but this line, like, it's not good enough, and I don't trust it either way. Like, I think they're the better team, and that's with all due respect to Origin looking pretty good this season, but I don't know. It's probably a pass for me. Uh, next up, we have Splice minus one thirty-five, Shalka plus one hundred seven. I like Splice quite a bit. I like Shalka Chris does quite not. A bit. I like Shalka I quite a bit, but like... I don't have any uh, guidance towards this game. I it's hard because I really like both teams here, in my opinion. But I just don't. I have no sense of direction. So, what have you? Both of you guys have different answers, though. I, I thought Shalka looked I'm really bad. Shalka. I'm leaning toward okay. Well, <laughs> thanks. I'm leaning towards Shalka, but you go, you go ahead with your splice. It's not necessarily about splice. I think splice look like the same team they've always looked like. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. But I thought for me, the week one was really big for me for Shalka. I wanted to see if the the clean reset on their mental had like because they have very good players, and so I wanted to see if the clean reset on their mental had had given them the strength that I would expect them to have. And I was not impressed with them in week one. And they had one very easy matchup that they struggled in really badly. 
I, I don't know. I, I just did, was not impressed at all with Schalke in the first week. I think I'm going to ride out Splice on him here. So Schalke is interesting to me because I, I, w- I think of the cast, I was the highest on them going into the into the split. Like, I was definitely sure. I, I was definitely thinking they were going to come in strong I'm just going to pull the power rankings up now because it's like right it's a page over. So I had – I kind of had the, the EU Tier 2 as like not in any particular order, but I had like Shulk of Vitality, Fnatic, and Origin all in tier – like the tier after G2. You guys had Vitality – everybody else had Shulk uh, of Vitality in this place, like a tier after Fnatic and Origin. You guys all have Fnatic and OG better than them. Yeah, I did, and I had them included with them because I think they're all the okay. same, right? So, uh, I agree. Like, th- they have really, really good players, but I, I kind of get the vibe from this team that this is going to be like a late bloomer. And I know that sounds ass backwards based on how spring just went for them, but I, I feel like this is the kind of team with when you have players this good, it can only – like, it, you have so much upside and so much ceiling that, like, they can't get – like, their floor is, is – is, to me, it's so high, right? Where they they're just going to win some games because they have good players, right? And I don't know if this is one of those games. Like I don't think I'm going to bet. Like I would lean Schalke here, but I'm probably not going to bet this game. But I, I think at some point by the end of the season, like come playoff time, I think Schalke will be good. Maybe not great, but they'll be good. But I think that I feel the same way about a lot of the teams in here. I feel the same way about Splice, right? I think Schalke and Splice are very similar teams, but Schalke's got higher upside. It's just a matter of whether they realize that or not. Like over time. But now, like right now, is not the time or place. Now, if you, I think if you have a feeling one way or the other on these two teams, I think that's totally justifiable to fire on either because these are really good lines. Like these are really bettable lines, right? As much as they look bad, I just feel like I think Trick is. I don't say he's a key, but I think he's better than Memento. Yeah, I he's think definitely this, helping. Like for sure. You know what I mean? I think really do think yeah. If there's one takeaway from week one, that's it, right? Yeah. So I'm probably passing this. Maybe lean Schalke. If if more splice money comes in, I'll probably go on Schalke though. Uh, last game on Friday is G2 minus five fifty six SK plus three fifty eight. I think I'm gonna bet SK. I think I'm gonna bet SK too because I don't think G2 is gonna go undefeated this season. Plus so, three fifty eight is pretty high, and G2 is one of those teams that can lose any game. And SK aren't bad; like they're fine. So, yeah, I don't think they're as good as they were last season yet. They might end up being better than they were last season. But I don't because, know. G2 is a team that when I see people plus 350 and a best of one, I just want to take the other team every time like pretty much. It's the, it's the Invictus yeah. camp. They're yeah, they're, they're in the Invictus camp. Yep. We're like, I can totally see them trying like naked Sona, right? Yeah. Like Sona with like, you know, Karma or something like that. Or, or <laughs> The Sona TK makes sense. I, I could, I'm not going to go into the Sona rant. I'll do it on Twitter later, but. <laughs> like they're a team that could do that and just like lose to Draven or something. <laughs> like yep, absolutely. So, uh, Chris had a note. He likes G two, but he he likes SK in DraftKings, like in DFS. So I agree with that because G two play bloody games regardless. So, yep. Well, the good thing about playing a G two game is that if they don't run the t- other team over in twenty two minutes, you're probably going to get like fifteen kills out of the other team. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Saturday. I wonder what the kill total is in that game. Maybe that's the play, actually. Pull it up real quick. Kill total in that game is 25 and a half. Uh, That's a little high. I don't know. I'll probably pass. Uh, Saturday, we have Splice 294, Excel plus 212. Is this the spot for Excel? I don't think so. Nope, I like... like, I'm not going to bet Splice, but I like Splice to win. Yeah, Yeah, the line's too high to bet it, but... 
Yeah. All these, like, 200-plus lines, it's just a matter of whether I'm convinced enough to take a shot on it or not. Uh, Splice look really good. Like, even by their... St- I think they look really good even for Splice right now. Like, they're playing pretty well, so... Rogue, plus 131. SK Gaming, minus 172. Chris likes Rogue here. Rogue? Larson effect? Well, the the Larson effect is currently being canceled out by the Woolite effect. Did you see their first game? Woolite was down like 60 farm in like 10 minutes. To be fair, that was not entirely his fault, but it was a bad look. That was like the worst beating I've ever seen in a single lane. That was really bad. Now, his team totally left him out to dry, so I'll defend him a little bit there, but... Yeah, it was, it was it was pretty was bad, rough. It was a bad look. It could be demoralizing. Don't don't blame... All I'm saying is don't blame that entirely on Woolite, but it was not a good look. Uh, not going to be good for confidence to have that as your first game back as a pro. Just get obliterated like that. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Uh, I like Rogue here. I think these two teams are like fairly close to even. I don't know why SK is favored by this much. Rogue is still getting a I lot think... of credit for something they haven't done. They're still getting a lot of credit from people with the Larson effect and all this kind of stuff without actually having done anything to really merit it yet. Yeah, uh, is maybe this is just a pass then because that's not that's too rich for SK. Like I don't feel that good about SK, right? Yeah, I th- I think I pass. If I'm gonna bet, I'd actually rather bet SK than Rogue. I think that's fair enough. Kevin, what do you what about you? Um. Not sure. I'm not sure yet. I pass. I'm gonna pass. I I lean. I might lean Rogue as well, but I wouldn't. I mean, I think SK could easily win this. Okay, we got Misfits plus one sixty six. Origin minus two twenty two. This is a pass from me. I don't like I think, of these teams. Yeah, I'm a betting Origin should win. Yeah. Yep. I think same thing. Dude, I Misfits, think I pass. Misfits are a team that I should like. I should love. They're the, exactly the kind of team that I would love putting lottery ticket bets on because they have all these players that are good, except forbidden. <laughs> like, yeah, if leader like, plays, I'll bet misfits. Like misfits are the kind of team where it's like they they have four out of five insanely good, like not insanely good, but like really good players, right? And one insanely good player, right? Yeah, and that's exactly the kind of team I love throwing darts at, like these kind of bets. I think they make a good DFS target. They probably won't get a lot of DFS target, yeah. but they could be a good yeah. DFS target. Yeah, they're going to be low on for sure. Maybe pick Forbidden DFS. I'm going to do that. I'm going to enter one of your con- contests. You <laughs> Just, Just try to beat me with Forbidden. Just try to beat you with Forbidden. It's the same. Next, we have <laughs> Fnatic minus 278, Shalka plus 203. Fnatic. Dude, this I'm is getting into Fnatic that one. territory where, like, if you <clears> think Shalka is, like, even a reasonably good team and they're getting plus 200, unless it's G2, I feel like you have to take it, right? I think I passed this game as well. I'm I'm probably gonna fire on Shalka, but I'm also higher on Shalka than you guys are, so not by much, but enough. I'm I'm high I'm high enough on them and their potential that they shouldn't be plus two hundred against anybody besides G two. Uh G two minus four seventy six, Vitality three fifteen. I think I love Vitality. Dude, I if G2 is just going to be minus 500, <laughs> minus 400, all you need to do is hit, like, one out of every three and a half games, right? Three, three and a half games, and you're I'll good. caveat that. I, will not, I won't bet Vitality if G2 lose to SK. Oh, if G2 yeah, lose to SK, I think they just, like, come out and smash Vitality. But if they beat SK and they just rest a little bit further back on their laurels, then I like Vitality. What, what if G2 lose and Vitality lose on Friday? 
Uh, I would still bet. I think if they both lose I, on Friday. I would. I would bet G. Or I'm not going to bet, I, I, but I, I think, would think G2 would. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's reasonable that Vitality win and G2 lose, and this is all of a sudden like minus two, like plus two thirty for Vitality. In that case, it's not good enough for me. Yeah, it's not good enough for me at plus two thirty either. It's got to be the, the plus three hundred plus. I think. I think it's three hundred or better. I, I'm. I'm going to start. I'm going to try to pick my spots. I know that's like, you know, drawing straws basically, but I'm going to try to pick my spot and try to hammer down, like, I think the two losses that G2 is going to have this season, like two or three, probably. Yeah, I think I think you're right in the right range there of how many losses they're going to have. I just like, got to you know, pick pick the right spots for it, I think. I haven't bet against them yet, so. Yeah, me I'm, either. So. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> um, NA, unless you guys have any other notes on EU. No, I think that's pretty much it for yeah. For you. NA week three. We got some little few more data points in NA. Uh, Liquid Saturday. Liquid minus 385 against FlyQuest plus 267. Dude, I want to bet this FlyQuest so bad. Man, that Liquid is tough. Is so I mean, good. This is like just right, man. I'm not betting Liquid for sure. The question of whether or not you can bet FlyQuest yeah, there is so, so close. Because Liquid has been dropping games, and FlyQuest is better than the teams Liquid's dropping games to. For the most part. Give me one second. I'm gonna try to figure. I think Liquid Lick, bounces back and beats Flyquest. Yeah, that something in my mind tells me they they come back and this is where they start crushing yeah. everybody. And so I think I probably just hold off on this game, but I wouldn't blame somebody if they wanted to bet Flyquest plus two sixty seven. Just for comparison, the uh, plus two sixty seven is twenty seven and a quarter percent. Man, it does feel like they would win 27 and a right? quarter. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Pro Belter continued revenge game. I think that's like 65, because FlyQuest is good. Like, they're not on the same level as Liquid, but it's best oh, of one. Oh, but they're one, a good team. And they're good. It's not like a best of one against a bad team. But it's kind of weird, because that like I feel like that makes Liquid like more willing to prepare for this game than like if they were playing Echo Fox, right? Yeah. Yeah. And but, Liquid should definitely be trying a little harder after a couple losses. Yeah, I still... Even with that factored in, I still think FlyQuest is like 30-35% to take a game. Not 27. Yeah. Now, yeah, is 27, that enough to put money on it? Uh, for, I think for me it is. I'm going to put probably a little bit on FlyQuest here. And that's not because I think Liquid are falling off or anything. I just think FlyQuest is actually good. So, Yeah, FlyQuest is underrated right now. Um, Cloud Nine minus one sixty seven, Optic plus one twenty eight. Smash Cloud Nine. Anybody else? Am I alone? So, mm, I, it feels too easy. Yeah, I don't know about this, this is, game. I was looking at Optic earlier, but this is one of those spots where if this wasn't like an esports algorithm, that I would be like, Vegas knows something. Right. Well, I like, think Vegas just knows that Optic's undefeated so far. I think that's yeah, really I, all. I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, how it looks psychologically. Where, like, if I'm looking at a football game and I see something like this, I'm like, they know something I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, it I, 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 which, which makes me think it's like, okay, they know something. I'm gonna go with that side anyway, because <laughs> they that's because they obviously, you know, don't don't deny that they know it. Right. I I think Optic, it's gonna. Optic look really, really good, and they're not just linear anymore. They're not just playing the split push style, but they look really, really good when they're playing that. That said, I'm curious what happens if teams just ban like Rise, Twisted Fate. Yeah, I'm definitely curious if they mess like, up their ban comfort. Rise, Twisted Fate, Yumi against this team, and see what happens. Like that's what I want to see. Like I want to know 
if Optic can do it without those two champions. I'm sure they can. I don't. I like Cloud9 here. It's a little bit rich, but I'm hoping Optic money comes in. I like. I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping people are like hype on the undefeated instead of. Being no, smart. dude. But Literally, probably, it's Cloud9's I, no. got name brand value. So it's Cl- yeah, Cloud9's name. Yeah, there's no way like any money going to Optic at all. It's, people love Cloud9. It's just a simple fact. You know yeah, they're mean? like a TSM level. Love the fans. Just like always gonna, there's like 20 points of yeah. juice cooked into like every every Cloud9 or TSM. Yeah, game. for real. Uh, so. I'm probably on Cloud9, just not for much because I don't think there's a lot of value here. I'm probably gonna throw a unit on Optic. <laughs> That's fair. So I like I really, I really like Crowd. <laughs> I, I might go actually kind of heavy on Cloud9. I think Cloud9 is like a pretty big favorite to win that game. How about this one? CLG minus 139 against Echo Fox plus 107. Chris likes Echo Fox. Ugh, I like CLG. Man, I can't bet Echo Fox. Like I'm a CLG, big, I'm a big Wiggly guy. Like, dude, I can't bet CLG either. But CLG have looked pretty good. Yeah. So my thought is... Right. Okay, so here's my yeah, thought. That's when right. I played them in DFS, and then they got shit on. Let's, I don't, let's I don't even remember this, who was Let's five, break but... this down a bit, right? Do we think CLG are going to get better or worse? Like, are they playing at their ceiling, or is there, like, a little more room for growth? Um, I don't think they're playing at their ceiling, but they might be playing above where I expect them to play. Like, if they're at 75% capacity. Between Wiggly and Ruin, though. Yeah. So, yeah, there's still a lot of room for growth. I think they're playing good now. I think Echo Fox is living in a a high jump pole on top of the ceiling. Like they, they like also live think Echo Fox, in a treehouse. Like, if, the... if you look at like how all these players match up against one another, like this is like if I had to pick a team for Echo Fox to beat, it's CLG. Yeah, like, that, that's why I don't know what to do. their threats line up well against them. Like that's um, why I don't know what to do about this one because I like basically refuse to bet Echo Fox ever. Dude, but uh, this, it, it feels it feels like this should have just been even money, and it's only minus one thirty nine because CLG have looked pretty good. Yeah, I'm bothered. They got me shook. I think CL like this is one where I like I, I think CLG is the right side, but I think Echo Fox is like the technique perfect pick. You know, what I'm I'll saying? probably like, end up betting CLG. Just like cause... if you're doing like game theory, it's probably Echo Fox here because I don't think there's that big of a gap between these two teams. Like just but they're playing wise. on a Saturday. I think I just smash CLG Saturday. I think <laughs> C- I mean CLG. I think CLG are operating not at 75. I think they're closer to like 90% of their – like they're – they are they look good and it looks like they've gelled right away. Now, I don't know how much room for growth they have, but like it looks like adding Ruin, he just like, you know, like a you know, fish to water. Like it was easy, right? And like they're playing – they're playing well. They look sharp. They look like they've been playing for 10 weeks already, right? Yeah. Now, this is what CLG looks like after having played for 10 weeks. That's my theory is they're not going to get any better than this, but you might as well ride it now, and this is pretty good against a bad Echo Fox team. So, yeah, it's... I kind of like CLG. Feels shitty, but I like CLG. Yeah, I think I'm going to be betting CLG. Yeah, CLG it is. We got TSM <clears throat> minus 357 against Clutch plus 250. Are we done with Clutch yet? I'm done with Clutch. I don't think John is. I mean, they, they, annihilated, <laughs> they annihilated 100 Thieves on my sweet... Sweet ownership dude, play dude. on uh, DFS. That was ridiculous, man. Dude, Hunter Thieves is the worst NA team of all time. <laughs> somehow, 
They like had Somehow. me scared. Last season, I bet on Team Liquid to win NA, and I was legitimately scared. Like, God, I just know 100 Thieves is going to come out and win the season, ruin <laughs> all my bets. And they're like, ended up being like the worst team of all time. I don't know what the hell's going on. Dude. Dude, even today, their academy just, I don't know, man. They're just, they're just so bad. Are they just five of like the weakest mentality guys? Are they just like somehow I mean, all the time? Guys? Like, what is going on? Are they just hanging out? You'd probably no, like I'm, I'm, on amazing. Twitter, like, I swear to God, no matter We're what, gonna figure this out. I this swear, this is the great struggle of my existence. Like, he's like, amazing wants to kill everyone on that team. Uh, he oh, literally dude, wants to dude, strangle if nobody, everybody. If nobody saw after that clutch game. Oh yeah! Watch the watch like the like immediately as the game ends, like when the players get up to like shaky hands and everything. Watch, go back and watch the actual recording, like the Twitch vod, and you'll see amazing. Like literally, got up from his chair, like walked backwards for like a second, and then realized like I got to chill out and sit back down. Yeah, he was he, he so pissed. And by bomb. the way, I think it was probably mostly at himself because he was the he was the biggest problem in that game. Yeah, and. I think he thought to himself that that seems like a thing that would happen when you think to yourself before the season, like I can come in and fix this team. Like I'm an elite player and I can come in and fix this team. And then after a couple games, you're like, am I not an elite player? Like I thought I was an yeah, elite. He's, player. He's, in the, he's in the mode. Well, I was kind of in this mode like last season in solo queue where I was just like, I'm not what I used to be anymore. And it was frustrating. It's frustrating, man. It's yeah. Really and I think that's what's happening. And I think that combined with the team that had all this frustration already pent up from last season with the other players, it's just a really, I don't think it's anyone's fault necessarily. Like they're just not good and it's frustrating. And I like, it's, I, I honestly feel bad for them. I do. Oh, I definitely it's a, do. Pla- it's a shitty place to be. And, and it's all the guys that are going to end up, they're going to have their reputation so tarnished too. Cause Afro like Afro was, was one a of the best NA players NA. ever. Yeah, and now his his reputation is just getting destroyed by playing on this team. Everyone's calling him the the problem and the worst, like one of the worst supports in the league. They're just tarnishing reputations on this, this team so badly. This team, and they're they're the next game, so we'll touch on that in a second. But this team to me is already so bad that I'm in the mode of if they can look respectable by the end of the season, I'll be extremely impressed. That's how bad they yeah. look right now. Like if they can be, sh- if they can show up and like play games and be competitive against like even the middle table teams, by the end yeah. of the split, I'm going to be insanely impressed. And I think the coaching staff should be rehired. Actually, if they c- if they can turn this situation around somehow yeah, into anything, into anything, I'll be extremely yeah. impressed because they look awful. Yeah, and terrible, dude. Hundred thieves, four splits in a row, four splits in a row. I've been dead wrong. I've never been yeah. wrong, dead wrong about a team four splits in a row ever, even Gen G. Even Gen G, I was never four splits in a row wrong. Yeah, this has been just it's a wild experience man. watching all this. Uh, anyway, TSM minus two fifty seven, clutch two fifty. I kind of like clutch, but it's probably TSM, right? I could, I could play clutch. I'm not going to bet TSM. I never bet minus three fifty on a one game. Yeah, I could bet clutch, but I probably won't. I think the value is in clutch. It's just a matter of whether you are confident <laughs> enough. So uh, that's about what twenty nine ish percent. So. Uh, Chris likes TSM. Golden Guardians minus three thirty three hundred thieves plus two thirty seven. Pass. Yeah, straight pass. I. I pass. I'm 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 done with hundred thieves just until I see something. Like just anything, and it's so sad, dude. It's so sad. I don't want that to be the case, and it's not just such a hype. It's not just because I like was high on them going into the season. It's just sad to see like these players doing this poorly. Like, so these many are iconic le- players. Like, they're yeah. good. But they're not good. <laughs> it's like, 
I don't know. Uh, There's some sweet Darius mid stuff going on in Academy right now, by the way. <laughs> I can't put on the other monitor. One up slower than we already are. Oh. Sunday. Minus two th- uh, liquid minus 213, optic plus 159. Chris likes optic. He says he's not entirely sold, but I could see it happening. I kind of am with that if liquid are just like super arrogant in the draft and like don't ban what people should be banning against this team. Yeah, I, I kind of like a draft bet in this game. Yeah, o- optic feel to me like a team that's going to get solved. Like, they're good, and the fact that you do have to solve them means something. But until someone shows how to do that, like, I think it's exactly what I said. I'm not claiming to be, like, the best coach of all time, but I really do think you just ban, like, Rise, TF, Yumi, and go from there. I I want to give a disclaimer real quick while we're talking. Go for it. Side disclaimer, but it's something I just noticed. People, (laughs) so I'm, like, one of the highest stakes DFS players ever. I play, like, all the highest stakes games. And I get people messaging me on Twitter sometimes, and they're like, God, why am I so bad, and I don't know these lineups? I just want a disclaimer. This is three slates in a row on Academy that I rostered someone that didn't play and just, like, dumpstered my entire life. <laughs> three slates in a row. Oh, dude, they started Lawson. Yeah, uh, Phoenix dude, and Apollo are yeah. playing for – and that's, like, my captain and my middle. Oh, my God. So, I full I disclosure, it now. happens to all of us sometimes. <laughs> I had no news that those guys were going back down to Academy. Um it, that, but I only mention that because it might change a little bit of how we feel about LCS. Because oh, if Austin Yasui are playing in Academy, we can only assume that Phoenix and Apollo are going to be playing in the LCS this week, not yeah. Austin Yasui, which is an upgrade for me. So upgrades. Weird though, right? Space. Okay, yeah, yeah right. Like, they've been they've been way overperforming with Lost and Yasui, so it's I a little like bit them, weird. Man. But yeah, just to let you guys know, you're not alone. I also have played three straight Academy slates where I played zero players or played players <laughs> got a zero. So. So where are we at on liquid optic? Uh, liquid. I think liquid. This is <laughs> yeah, hard strange. liquid. I could, I could see the justification for optic though. I'm gonna I'm guess this game though. Actually, if anything, I'll bet I'll bet liquid. Actually, <laughs> it's a little rich, but uh, I think this team is insanely good. So, uh, Echo Fox minus one sixty one hundred thieves plus one twenty four. Echo Fox. I think Chris doesn't know that. Dude, lost an Apollo. Red. He almost definitely doesn't, unless he looked at it like after writing this, which he probably did, knowing him. Uh, yeah, it's... Chris, before this news, thought 100 Thieves and thinks it's their first win of the season. I don't know, man. I don't I know if I can see well, that. But no, I don't okay. know if I can 100, 100 Thieves aren't playing Bang and Soligo. Yeah, I know. Which is the reason to like them in this situation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's rough. So That's Ryu's going to come never, and take over? I just want you to know, like, never in 15 million years did I ever think I'd say that. <laughs> like, like this is like some Doctor Strange, like fourteen million timelines, like nonsense. Not know? having Bang in North America is a good thing. Like, that's yeah, like not what? We, that's not something we thought we'd be saying. But I, I mean, I would hope we'd get better odds than this on Hundred Thieves, even against Echo Fox. God, that's yeah, so not, bad. Oh my bending. god! Did I just terrible. say that? I'm not betting the thieves. Did I just say yeah, those words out loud? I can't play the thieves. I'm not betting. <laughs> let me, let me so go. Bad. Let me go back and rewind. And be like, hmm. I really think we should probably get like a buck fifty or so on hundred thieves here against Echo Fox. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Whoever thought? Whatever, man. I I don't know. I'm. This guy's smart, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm in I'm in I'm in pass on hundred thieves until they show me something mode, and it's depressing <sighs> as hell. But that's just where I'm at. Yeah. Big- <laughs> Uh, yeah, big feel, right? <laughs> oh, another, slight, another slight side tangent, but as an additional thing to my thing earlier about playing zeros, I actually am completely in the running to win a $100 three-man because all three of us have Phoenix and Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's just that's the battle awesome. of our other guys. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love the comedy of it. Yeah, everybody, all three of the highest stakes DFS players all played against each other, all rostering two guys that aren't playing. Just, it just goes to show that they're mortal, right? Yeah, we're all mortal, man. Uh, TSM minus 103, Cloud9 minus 125. This is probably the match of the week, right? Yeah. And it's the match of the Cloud9 bets. Yeah, All I the like Cloud9 Cloud bets. I like Cloud9 a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like TSM, man. People need to stop giving TSM so much credit. I know they made the finals. They haven't looked great this season. They didn't look that look, great last season, aside look, from, like... They look fine. There was, like, a three-week period last week where TSM looked really good. And other than that, TSM has looked mediocre. All of last split yeah, and all of they'll be fine. They're going to be fine. They're not going to be a terrible team. They're making the playoffs. They'll be third or fourth or somewhere in there somewhere. You know who's but better than fine, though? Cloud9. Cloud9. Yeah, baby. Minus 125 <laughs> is a sweet number. I had a great conversation on Twitter before the season where I was talking about Broken Blade versus Viper on FlyQuest. And I was saying I thought Viper was better and the other guy. It was a very civil conversation, yeah. but he was saying he thought Broken Blade was better. And we were just going back and forth. And I was saying, you know, I could see Broken Blade performing better. And TSM played FlyQuest and Viper just dumpstered Broken Blade so Viper's badly. really good. <laughs> he just dumpstered him. Oh, and the guy just We didn't even talk about Twitter. him last week. Oh, we'll talk about it for next game. Cause, so we have next week. So we're all on Cloud9. Calvin, you on Cloud9? Yeah, Cloud9 for sure. Yeah, we're on Cloud9. Uh Clutch minus one fourteen, FlyQuest minus one fourteen, Slam a Lam and Ding Dong FlyQuest. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time, dude. Speaking, of I don't Viper, know why these are even. To be honest, Darius mid, uh, <laughs> mid is six zero four. <laughs> Yo, put the carry pants on. By the way, that's what he did. Yeah, monster. He was just like, yeah, I'm gonna win this game. You guys do whatever. I don't even care. Just whatever. You have fun. Just watch it. Just marvel. You can't give you can't give Viper a matchup that Riven is all right into. Like you, you can't even give yeah, even a fifty fifty. You can't. <laughs> yeah, he's, you can't he's do just it. Like, champion. He's but. he's like gonna be like. It might be like over the course of his career, but I kind of think he's gonna end up like Froggen, where it's just like there, because you don't see one tricks anymore. Think about it. Like you yeah, see you guys really that are one tricks and they have to adapt to the pro play and they get better, but you don't see like guys that are like bona fide. Like straight up one tricks that that are still that good at besides those two, and it's kind of cool seeing them both in the same league. Oh, I got. I mean, I know they do exist, but a League of Legends question for you, the Gelati. Yeah. Why is it that there's like a bunch of guys in the history of the LCS and LEC that were specifically Riven one tricks that made the the LCS or the LEC, and like I don't hear about like any Renekton one tricks getting in there. Like, what is it about Riven? So that makes it easy to climb with. Uh. Riven is the, the best way to best way to so I always explain when I'm teaching people um this concept I like to call like it's the glove that's what it's it's and I'll explain myself in a second so there's champions that are really really difficult but they give you a lot of uh, range of skill expression like a large range of outcomes right Lee Sin uh, Riven Azir Rise these are all like champions that have really really high potential of skill expression right like the outplay potential is there. It's just there's a really, really high mechanical demand and a really, really high understanding demand where you need to be able to utilize it. You need to be operating that champion at 100% capacity for it to be good. If you're operating it at 90% capacity, it's a shit champion. It's unplayable, right? Rise, that's why you see so many people that are like, you know, mid-diamond Rise players and they're terrible because you're not a, you can't play Rise unless you're like just a challenger. 
like you're not going to utilize it the correct way, right? And same thing with Riven. Yeah, Riven's kind of the same way. Uh, Riven is a lot less safe than those, but Riven get, has a large range of skill expression. Where if you're just better than the other person, you're going to beat any matchup with Riven almost. Like, who's the it, opposite of that? Like, who's a champion that has like no skill expression? Maokai. Maokai. Uh, yeah, like Maokai is the first one that pops to mind. And knowing, okay. yeah, like just that makes like, sense. So, point so, and click CC, yeah, point and click CC, and it's not to say that like good players don't play these champions and they can't they can't make things happen. There's just less of a range of expression now. Yeah. The the glove comparison I realize is it's something different. I'll go into that a different time, but it's how I explain. Imagine trying to handwrite a letter, and with one you put a latex glove on, you write with a pen. That's like not that hard to do. Like you could do that, right? Uh, and then try putting a winter glove on. It's a little yeah. bit harder, but you could probably still do it, right? Then try putting like an old medieval gauntlet on and trying to trying to write, <laughs> and it's you're not gonna be able to do it, right? For people learning harder champions, that's how I always explain like like playing Riven to like a new person. It's like you're trying to put a gauntlet on and handwrite a letter. You're gonna be so concentrated on trying to fight, figure out how to hold the pen. It's like watching someone eat with chopsticks for the first time. It's like just use a fork, dude, and enjoy the food. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, like just play Annie, just enjoy it, just play Morgana, whatever, right? Uh, different different topic, but. Uh, the, the reason there's so many ribbon one tricks and lease in one tricks is because they have the most expression and they give you the biggest range of outplay potential. So if you're climbing on the ladder, you're going to be able to play yourself out of a paper bag in more situations than you will with other champions. So that's why there's so many of them. That's why there's so many rise one tricks. There's so many Kha'Zix. Lucian, Lucian for 80 carries is the is the, the pick there. Lucian is an 80 carry that lets you severely outplay people. Ezreal as well. Um, anyway, we digress. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, I love FlyQuest here. It's tip for me. Dude, I love FlyQuest here. I have FlyQuest here better than Clutch. I was high on Clutch, and I still think Clutch is probably going to end up being fine as long as they don't draft themselves into a hole most of the time. But I like FlyQuest here. They should be favored in this game. They're not. It's oh, just big time. had a slow start. <clears throat> Golden yeah, Guardians minus 167. CLG plus 127. Okay, Kevin, are you on, are you on um, FlyQuest? Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Gotcha. Talking to someone real quick. Gotcha. Golden Guardians minus 167, CLG plus 127. This is Golden Guardian slam dunk for me. Unless yep. CLG, like, I CLG smash Echo Fox, I still like Golden Guardians here. I'm playing CLG. Yeah? Why? As much as Golden Guardians look really why? good. Yeah, I don't know reason why they pick CLG. I'm just going to no, you have to. You can't, no, you. Why? Why do you like CLG? <laughs> Background noise. Oh, yeah, there's a cop-out. There's your cop-out. All right, we'll come back to you, because I'm going to – I am gonna. I have a TCL pick, actually. And I have a fl- – I, I have my first LMS opening day is tomorrow, actually. So I have, on my blog, I have an LMS pick, but you guys will hear this afterwards, so never mind that. Uh, TCL on Saturday morning, we have Supermassive and Dark Passage, right? These teams went back and forth a lot last season. Uh, Supermassive eventually figured it out and, and won, but Dark Passage was, like, pretty good for the first half of the season. Uh, I could see them coming out and sealing a game here, and they are plus five hundred one favorites. So I kind of like the DP money line at you know half a unit or quarter unit or something like that. TCL is kind of wild, but you know, uh, super massive. It's the first game of the season for them. Uh, well, yeah, it'll be the first game of the season for them. So I kind of like them there. So, uh, so why CLG, Cal? I'm not letting you off the hook on this one. Yeah, background noise. Okay, got it. Got no, it. No, my cousin's super loud playing, and then my girl's over, and she's bugging right. me. CLG, Anyways, explain yourself. CLG, listen here. All right, boys and girls, 
Um, when we look at lanes, uh, you have haunt, haunters over. Ru- I mean, haunters over ruin. I feel like no one's given the bottom half of Stick State Biofrost any love. Like Stick State in that team, is just super, super underrated. I refuse. Compared to- to everyone else, <laughs> Wiggly's roaming to help that bottom. Wiggly's been the best so, player on this team. He is no, but I'm just saying that put him in my top his, his roam his his roam around the map is good. His 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 map presence is good, and he he loves to live around the bottom half. And I really think that CLG's bottom half can beat Ole and definitely. I think Power of Evil can stand toe for toe against Froggen, no matter how many hours damn it Froggen puts in this stupid game. <laughs> Power of Evil can literally lane for lane with Froggen. Yeah, I, I I think Power of Evil. I don't I think, think minus one sixty seven is. I think minus one sixty seven is too much for GGS, in my opinion. As much as how they played well, this entire split, you know what I mean. But I really okay. do give CLG players more credit than what other people do, especially their bottom half of the the team. Well, I'm here's the thing. Like, I'm giving CLG credit because I think they've looked good. Maybe you think that they've got more like more room to grow than I do, because I think like I think they look good right now, and I think that this is pretty close at least to the best that they're gonna look. You see, like, do you think that they have they, they're gonna look better than this? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay, I do. So, so if that's the case, then that actually does make sense. Like, I could see taking CLG here if that's the case. And now that I'm thinking about it, like this might be a little rich for Golden Guardians, but I'm still probably gonna bet Golden. Guardians. Here. I, in my opinion, I think I think it's a little rich for Golden Guardians because of just the way that I think this team is set up. I just think, like I said, I Haunter's he's really good, and I think they can abuse the top lane. But I really do think, just in general, Haunter. It's also a new player for Haunter to deal with too. Like I don't know how much time he could have had playing as Ruin. Yeah, probably There's not a much. certain factor to that. And that could be part of why like I think it's been Wiggly, but maybe part of it is everyone's feeling out ruined. Like he hasn't been solved yet, you know? Yeah. Like these guys haven't gotten a bunch of reps against them yet, so So yeah, I was gonna say I, I mean see, just okay, I think yeah. Lane for Lane is they're really good and I do think that Wiggly playing at his well, not as nice as playing at his peak, but he's playing just unbelievable right now. Just just pushing into that bot bottom half is I think that's gonna be the key to victory against uh GGS. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Ole hasn't really gotten abused properly yet this season, so I'm already. (laughs) Picks of the week? Pick of the week. I'm going with a Calvin pick of the week. All right, so hold up. (laughs) Hold up. So last week, uh, I had Billy Billy plus 1.5 against Fun Plus, and they got absolutely smashed. Doesn't (laughs) think I'm I'm not lower on Billy Billy, but I am a little higher on Fun Plus because, god damn. They were they were out for blood. FBX man. They they so won the series in like forty nine minutes. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so uh, yeah. and then John had LGD plus one fifty against Sooning, and that didn't work out. Chris had Clutch plus one hundred against Hundred Thieves. That looked like a brilliant move. And now <laughs> Captain Highlight Reel over here swinging for the fences. Calvin hit LNG plus four sixty eight again against Invictus. So on the season. Yeah. Let's go. On the season, that puts me to eight and six. I am plus three point two seven units. John to five and eight. He's minus two point five four units. Chris is seven and six plus four point two four units. And Calvin is two and eleven. <laughs> but Almost minus two point one three units. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> as a cast, we're minus two point eight four, so not too shabby. Uh, pick of the week this week. Who wants to go first? I'm going to go first with my Calvin pick. I'm going with the Calvin strategy. I got SK plus three fifty eight against G two. Yeah, I forgot you liked that. Huh? That's going to be pick of the week for me. I'll do uh, Chris's next, and then Calvin, you can go. Uh, so Chris is taking Invictus plus one ten against EDG. Just in theory, I absolutely love this because any this is like the same as getting the Patriots as underdogs, right? Like it happens like t- once a year, maybe, and you feel like you have to jump on the opportunity. So I, I kind of like the I, I like that that pick. I could see Invictus figuring it out, but we'll nice. see. So what about I you, wish, Kyle? I wish that the Jenner and Genji line was on Friday because I would definitely smash the 285 money line on Genji. Or not Genji, Jenner. Oh. Wow. But, You're banking wow. on me to lose tomorrow, you jerk. <laughs> that, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm banking. I know that, I know Genji's going to lose. Um, oh, we, oh, by the way, we were all if – if, if, if it was pick of the week for the entire week, we all were on a freak this morning. Oh, yeah. Like That's all true. of us, I think we all said on Twitter, yeah. vlogs or videos, we were just like slam dunk. I think, I think John and I like got book, li- like I got book limited for it. Like John, I know you smashed it and probably moved the line fifty points. Like, yeah, I, I was on uh, three full units, which is something I don't ever do, yeah. and my units are quite large. Yeah. It was, uh, so, it was a lot. What do you got, Kevin? You want me to go? I'm you gonna go. go. I'll, I'll go. Go, go, gonna, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna take Griffin minus one point five against Hamwa Life. Uh, minus 149. Reasonable. Uh, secondarily, if I had to pick another one, I feel like I would go Afrika. We'll say Afrika plus 1.5 against King's Own at minus 164. Uh, and if I have to do one that's like more aggressive, I'd do Afrika Moneyline in that series at plus 174. Like so those are my three, um, but I, I, I love Griffin minus 1.5 against Hanwha. I'm gonna go CLG plus one twenty seven against uh Golden Guardians. So you're doing what is it? CLG, CLG. plus one twenty seven. Such a such a <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, so I'm on Griffin minus one point five, John's on SK money line against G two plus three fifty eight, Chris on Invictus, money line against EDG plus one ten, Calvin on CLG plus one twenty seven. Those will be our picks of the week. Let's see if we can get up to even money next week, man. I like this. I like this slate on here. Let's see if we can get the cast up past uh, up into the green. Uh, so uh, let me see. I had a sign off idea and I just forgot what it was. Let me see if I can find it. Somebody else take the reins here. Um. Oh, I got it. I remember. I remember. I remember. So. I was at the uh, Philadelphia Phillies-Arizona Diamondbacks game on Monday the 10th. And for those that don't know, it was a double history-making night in baseball. It was the first time ever, well, since they've been recording it, I guess, that the first three batters of the game have hit home runs. (laughs) The last time it happened for either team was in 2003. And then before that, it was 1987. But both of those were in the bottom of the first inning. This happened in the first inning, the top of the first. I went to went to the Phillies game. Arizona came in. First pitch was a home run. Very first pitch of the game, just smacked out of the park. 
Four pitches later, one gets slammed into the upper deck, like the third level, just utterly destroyed. People were already booing and leaving the stadium, like because it was it was kind of it was a shitty night. It was raining, and literally people. The second one happened, and I saw people get up and leave. Like people were just leaving, right? Boos all over the place. Then the next batter hits another one, three in a row. I immediately go to my phone. I'm like, this has to have like not happened before, right? This is insane, <laughs> right? So that happens. I'm looking on my phone, assuming the coach came out and talked to the pitcher. Gabe Common didn't even come out and talk to him. He just left him out the drive. <laughs> How are you not going to do that? Even after the second one, you go out and be like, dude, just chill, man. It's all good. Just say anything at all. He's going to leave him out to get roasted like this. <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was super, super douchey. So thumbs down to Philly's coach. Uh, thumbs up, however, to the rest of this game because it looks like, oh, my God, this is going to be a shit show to – the Phillies hit a couple in the first two, and that, as the game went on, there were 13 home runs, which is an MLB record in a single game. Wow. So, it was the home run derby. It was insane. It was a shitty, rainy night. It was <laughs> In the third inning, it was downpouring. For, like, an inning and a half, we had to go up into the mezzanine. We weren't even sitting out there. We were just in the mezzanine just chugging beers, and there were, like, three more home runs just in the pouring rain. I said, how is this happening? It was one of the most insane games. And I've been to a 17-run game. Like, we scored 17 one time. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this. It was absolutely insane. So, that that was the highlight of my week. I'll say uh, for mine, I highly recommend, even if you're not a regular fan, to tune in for the rest of this NBA Finals because there's going to be some real, like, stuff that gets remembered for the rest of NBA history regardless of what happens in this Finals, no matter who wins. If Golden State wins – they get to avenge their 3-1 loss to the Cavs by getting a 3-1 of their own. Kevin Durant getting injured and the team rallying around it will be a moment that's that's crazy to remember. If Kawhi and Toronto win, nobody ever expected this Warriors team to lose. So if the Raptors win, th- that's it's mind-blowing that anyone could beat Golden State. Even if you told me Kevin Durant was 100% not playing any games in the finals, I would have bet the Warriors for it sure. It would be impressive, yeah. Yeah, the Warriors, the Warriors were still supposed to win this series no matter what and so if the Raptors win it's incredible if the Warriors come back and win that last game came down to a buzzer beater shot that could have sealed the deal for the Raptors and it only even got to that situation because the Warriors nailed like three or four four point or three pointers in like one minute to get the game within reach like it's just a high drama series I highly recommend even if you're not a basketball fan to tune in and catch these last ones it's like that Cavs Warriors series that no matter, like, two years ago or three years ago, whatever, when the Cavs won, that series you just had to watch it because you knew that no matter what happened, it was going to be a legendary, talked-about-forever series. classic, right? Yeah, yeah like, it's the same thing. I would say, like, I, I said it on Twitter today, and unfortunately you guys aren't going to get this beforehand, but, like, this, the Stanley Cup Game 7 today, too, that's happening, like, right now as we're recording this, like, instant classic. Yeah, uh, so... And I think Check like out sports this week as well. Yeah, for real. Like, because I th- I think like the cool thing about this this Golden State Toronto series is one both these teams are playing it just like ridiculously. Toronto went into Golden State and held arguably the best offensive team ever to ninety two points at home in one of their last state the last performances at that stadium. That's insane. Yeah, it was just regardless crazy. of whether they have injuries or not. That's ridiculous. Then you got Kevin Durant who shouldn't have even been playing last game probably putting his body on the line, re-injured, tears his Achilles. Like, just super high drama. It could still go either way. It's really cool seeing 
literally an entire country rally around one team. Yes, only one Canadian awesome. team. So that's that's a really cool aspect. It feels almost like the Olympics or like a like a World Cup kind of situation where you have a whole country. Like every time they put the Raptors on, they show the cameras in like all the cities, and there's like fifty thousand people in every city watching them. It's, like, <laughs> yep. it's really cool. It's it's really really cool, and that's uh, we'll have this out by tomorrow night. So hopefully you guys get this and and are able to tune in for that. So, Cal, what do you got this week? Um, nothing. There's a lot of good baseball games that are on. Um, go Cubs. That's what about the Twins? Really what about your Twinsies? Twins, Twins are still doing well. Um, you know, before the All-Star break, there's a lot of good, uh, what's it called? I think after the All-Star break, a lot of these teams are going to start packing it in. And a lot of, if you guys want to bet, a lot of, uh, the over-unders. from Calvin here? Let's see. A lot of over-unders. It's so easy to bet the overs because a lot of teams will just start pitching. will have a lot of bullpen games, and they'll still run out their like main starters for uh, position wise. So when these bullpens come in, like it's so it's so easy to run out these run the overs on Second many of the games. Over last four yeah. over, yeah, dude. So I'm about it, I'm about it. Just take those. Um, nothing really important in my life, so. Get some sleep, right? Well, except <laughs> that's for, life I'm, advice I'm, for the week. I'm late to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's it for us, guys. We ran really, really long this week. I'm a little yes, we did, but it was hours, fun. But you know what? We didn't really have a plan. We were just kind of winging it this week, so. Uh, everybody, good luck this weekend. Enjoy the games. And we'll see you again next week. See you next week, boys. See ya. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.